Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, so they make their other three friends watch them, um, and also sometimes talk about fun tangents like, why are there belt loops on overalls? Because a belt helps you hold your pants up, but overalls, which have built-in suspenders, do not need a belt to help you hold them For up. tool belts. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly, and that makes sense. I'm thinking Although, yes, most of them today are fashion overalls, which are not tool belt overalls. Like the ones I'm wearing today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has a specific movie genre that we've selected. Mine is horror, thriller. Yeah. I have science fiction fantasy, but we're not really adhering to those rules anymore. <laughs> I have drama and romance. <laughs> I have action adventure. I have whatever I want. <laughs> each, each month we take turns selecting a movie from our genre that we would like the others to watch and comment on. Mm-hmm. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick. Uh, this would be 2011's X Men First Class. Ooh. Yeah. Oops, hold on. Sorry, I'm His trying first to first pick for 2024. Yeah. So, first class for a first pick. First, cl- yes. This is but first. is it a first class movie? Well, Even well, though it is of the first class, is it first class? So the reason I picked this or is this coach is because Elaine doesn't want to let me talk. Hmm. Was, in the middle of was because uh, the only Marvel movie coming out this year is Deadpool. Yeah. And okay. I hear you have to watch the X Men movies because there's a lot of callbacks oh, yeah, to yeah. X Men movies. That's in what this. I hear. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like I... there was a set thing that was released recently where it has uh, what was the guy's name who played um, Sabretooth in the first X Men? In the first oh, the one, first yeah. the original. Yeah. The rest, I don't remember. He was a wrestler, old wrestler, yeah. Tyler Maine. Yes. Yeah. He's wow! I was, it came in there. Wow, <laughs> deep, deep from your he filing cabinet on back set. I like, never saw. Was that. he just there, or did they gussy him up as saber tooth? Which sucks because it's cool, but why don't you have what's his name? He's a way Schreiber. better. Yeah, he's way better actor. Maybe Probably they'll have both. Or maybe they will have both. Maybe yeah. they'll have it's both. Deadpool. He might have fucking everybody. In I think might have Danny DeVito as saber tooth. You know, I would be surprised if he comes in as penguin. Yeah, just walking by. <laughs> Sorry, wrong. Maybe universe. he's just gonna be in a bar doing a cameo. True. That's the other thing is everybody's always like, oh my god, so and so is going to be in it, like they did with um, the second Deadpool. Yeah, the X Men are in it. They're mm-hmm. in it for like four seconds. They're uncredited. Yeah. So, but that was we'll wait an and see. Awesome. Scene. It was awesome, but let's you know, people get a little ahead of themselves sometimes with cameos. Since we already have this Deadpool ta- uh, Deadpool three tangent going, but now, I do go you really that, need Dick. to let's watch go. all? Okay, so maybe people who aren't familiar with the X Men movies need to watch them all, but I think that does not need to happen to me, you, Tony, I mean, maybe Carly, but she doesn't care about Deadpool 3. She's gonna go see it. It's gonna be the highest grossing movie of the year. Martin and I Ross. saw... You think so? Because, yeah, Taylor Swift's in it. It's gonna make over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, Taylor. Okay. That makes sense. I've, I had seen this movie before, and mm-hmm. I've seen Days of Future Past. Yeah. And you watched one. X-Men 1 and 2, because I made you watch those. Did I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apparently, I did too. <laughs> she didn't see the crappy Phoenix movies? No, we didn't. We were gonna watch all of them, but she... She timed out after X Men Two. She's like, I've had enough. Her screensaver came on. The Wolverine one that you really like, Logan. Logan. <laughs> That's all. That movie is depressing. That's all of them, I think. I do not want to watch a depressing superhero movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. It was amazing. Like the little girl, uh, Laura Kinney. Yeah, she's going to be in the new mm-hmm. X Men. Cool. I mean, um, Deadpool. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. ten years older, so she's what sixteen or seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. Or How old is she? Mm-hmm. In, I think she was like ten. And I don't know. Logan. So she'll be like she a grown was up like in it. yeah, That'd she's like cool. a grown up, and then she's gonna look weird. Like, aren't you like seven? Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know, man. 
but she years ago said she was open to coming back to play that character. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. She knows. plays that Nobody's... character three, four more times. She's set for life. Yeah. Everybody's down <laughs> with much. making that Marvel cash. Mm-hmm. John and I, John was watching Lord of the Rings, and he's like, Orlando Bloom is so good. Whatever happened to like, Orlando I'm Bloom? Watching, I'm, like, I'm like, he's really good. And I'm like, like what is he doing? What is he doing? He's rich, and he's doing Katy Perry, because they got married. <laughs> no, but he did all those Lord of the Ring movies, plus all the Hobbit movies, plus all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I mean, he's that like, pretty much sucked fine. up. Oh. <laughs> that, that sucked up two decades. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, we want you to do this movie. Taking a break. Nah. I mean, he's still acting. We'll pay you $20 million. Nah. Wasn't one of the um, Three Musketeer movies, too? Yes, that one with the ridiculous Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a bunch of stuff, but those were really really big movies. And I'm sure he didn't get a whole lot of money for The Lord of the Rings. Well, But I bet he got a whole lot of money for The Fucking Hobbit. Actually, I think I read a thing. He got it. He got eighty thousand or something like that for, for the, the first Lord of the Ring movie that he was in. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of money. Yeah, but that um, but the Hobbit was, ones. But yeah, but yeah. I was in the Hobbit, he was probably making fifteen, twenty million yeah. a movie. But you gotta think the okay. So the first Lord of the Rings movies, your draws, your big names were Ian McKellen and Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe Sean. I mean, people knew who Sean Bean was, maybe, but maybe he wasn't one. like. Um, no, Vigo Mortensen. He's been was, around. Vigo Mortensen was around, just like um, he, he Sean. Was, uh, was his name? Sean Tyler. No, but Sean, not Sean Bean. The other one, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Yeah, like they were recognizable actors. No, he was in Rudy. Yeah, he was in Encino Man. Fifty First Dates. <laughs> no, oh. Fifty First Dates was after this. But because he lost all the weight that he gained in this for Fifty First Dates. But like when you think about it, the. Like your, but your biggest actors were Ian McKellen and Elijah Wood. It was like Viggo Mortensen blew up after this. He was well known, but he'd been in some stuff. And Orlando Bloom and Christopher uh, thought he was never going to act again because I actually read that in the trivia while we were watching that because he broke his back and he had and he went through this massive recovery and was doing a stage play that Peter Jackson was in the audience for, and that is how he became Legolas the Elf. That worked out for him because um yeah fucking break your back dude. you had to roll over Katy Perry this morning to move some money out of the way <laughs> turn the alarm off I don't know I don't think Katy Perry's any kind of prize but I mean, she's, she kissed the girl she she's liked super it hot. but she's hot and she's cold she's yes and she's no she's in and she's out she's up and she's down I don't think she's in Orlando Bloom's league but I mean that's just me <laughs> you don't think anybody's in Legolas's league I love him. I mean. <laughs> I don't think Katy Perry's like Katy Perry. Honestly, she can sing, but when you look at her, like you were just doing, like just on looks alone, she's a pretty like girl. Six. I mean, I think she's really pretty. Most the rest of it, I don't. Most care people about. are pleasant to look at. Degrading to rate people on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> All right, fine. If you were going alphabet, she's like an M. <laughs> Alphabets. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like M. She's like a. It was fast too, John. M. By the way. <laughs> Not a K? No. Definitely not a K. She's part of the LMNO club. (laughs) I mean, definitely not a P. That's funny. There's a joke there, because she can get the D. No, it's a joke. Lowered, lowered. Sorry. All right, so this movie... I was going to say, but Orlando Bloom's definitely a 10. (laughs) But he ruined my joke with an even funnier joke. Is he a 10? Yes, 100%. 100%. Carly? I'm into it. I'm not uh, that's the best looking guy. Even like there's no improvements to him. That's when I mean, you're no. gonna make. The... Even when he has his skinny creeper mustache and some <laughs> skinny creeper mustache. I like it. Whatever, Carly ten. SCM. No, no. <laughs> she likes Viggo Mortensen. No, she does Ten. But Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. Ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. Oh, that reminds me. I really no, want no. to do twenty. <laughs> 
28 days. Oh, follically impaired guys. All right. So anyway, let's talk about um. This is a in, based in the 1960s. Superpowered humans. <laughs> Charles Xavier and Eric Lencher work together to find like what did them. You write that down for? But it's a movie I want to do. I was in the middle it's of a thing. Movie. No, not 28 days later. 28 days. It's a different movie. Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, I don't think I've seen rehab. I don't think I've seen with that. guess who? Beagle Mortensen. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, the director of this is Matthew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else did he direct? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> He's known for Kick-Ass, Layer Cake, and Kingsman the Secret Service. Layer Cake? What the fuck is Layer Cake? Oh, that's I've a great it. movie. It's I've, got, um, what's his name, James Bond in it. Oh, yeah? Daniel Craig. Is he a chef? No. Is he nothing, a baker? No, it has nothing to do with food. Then I don't want to watch it. It's like a British gangster movie. Okay. But not as good as Snatch. Is that how... Jason Statham is in some kind of action movie called The Beekeeper. <laughs> it was going to be directed by Brett Ratner, but, you know. But shit happens. You're a pedophile, which <laughs> alleged. But he is an executive producer. So. He, he did the first two X-Men movies, and then they found a lot of pictures of him in pools with alleged young kids. Allegedly. Allegedly. Whatever. Um, Gross. disappeared. Then he disappeared. Oh, Cole Meany's in that movie. Uh, did he go to Greece where it's not illegal? No, he just, I don't know what happened. Which is also, Greece, you're disgusting. Allegations and then just kind of disappeared. You should be proud to be Greek. Okay. So, um, anywho. I guess it would be hard. No. You this know what? Is, I don't want to talk about that. I'm just moving on. This is starring mm-hmm. James McAvoy. Yeah, what else has he been in? I'm sure that he's a welcome back to the podcast. We've had to have him in something. Did we do that gun movie? With the bending bullets? No, because I think that movie is dumb. I've had it like... It's kind of dumb. It's in my reserve list. we do. Like, if I ever run out of movies to do, I would do that, but it never came back to it. I feel like... it was in Split... Split was good. I want to do Split. And that whole series... I feel like my problem with James McAvoy is I always... Yo, he was in It, too. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what he was... I'm like, I know him. But I'm always thinking he's Ewan McGregor for a second, and then I'm disappointed because he's not. Well, mm. every morning he wakes up, he's upset he's not Ewan he's, McGregor, too. He's like, Most people are. He's like Wish's version Ewan of Ewan McGregor, which is still great, but it's not Ewan McGregor. Also starring, I think it's because they're both Welsh or Scottish or whatever. Also starring Michael Fassbender. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Welsh, Scottish, or whatever. I love, I'm like Magneto. I'm like, cool, man. I like Magneto. This, what is he? Irish, he's, Polish, he's Polish. Uh, Polish, with a he's, Scottish accent, a with Polish, fair red hair. It's like, yeah, what is going on with this? He's a Polish Jew. This Magneto here. But he was a welcome back to the podcast from the, what the hell's the name of that thing? Glorious Bastards? No. Yes, he was in that Haywire. Too. Thank you, Haywire. Haywire as well. But he's also been in Prometheus. Yeah. Michael Fassbender is watched... German. No, he but in the no, movie, no. he's... he's He's speaking Polish. all kinds of weird stuff going on. Well, he's using but he's his... using like a Scottish accent, isn't he? No, he, that's his accent. That's Polish accent. He was. They were told they couldn't do accents. He's doing something because he wanted to do he like, Ian McKellen's Look accent. Look over there. I'm like, all right, Magneto. They were told not to do accents because he wanted to do Ian McKellen's accent, and the director told him not to, mm. and that he didn't want him to do any accents. And they were really mad because they wouldn't let um, the woman that played. Uh, Moira do a fucking oh, yeah. Scottish accent. She's supposed to be Scottish. Yeah. Did you see uh, The Killer? McAvoy was also in Wimbledon. Not he bad. was the brother. That's yes, Thunder. that's right. McAvoy was the shitty brother in Wimbledon. Or the good brother in Wimbledon. I mean, it's oh, our that's rival. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Also starring Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the podcast from Tremors. And also, fuck you. 
And Footloose. And Footloose. And Footloose. He is so good good at this. (laughs) Every time I watch this, I'm like, God damn, Kevin Bacon's good. He sells everything. Kevin Bacon is just great. I watched uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. And you know what makes that good is Kevin Bacon. Because when you're watching it, I'm like, I remember this being better. And then they go and kidnap Kevin Bacon. I'm like, oh, yeah, it gets good. The moment they grab Kevin Bacon, that gets really fun. There's so many lines in this that I'm like, God, these are such fucking terrible dialogue, comic comic book lines. But he fucking, you believe him. You're like, he's so so fucking good. I would never recommend the movie Sleepers to anyone, but he's so menacing in that. I've thought about doing that a couple times for the podcast, but like, I, I really it, hope you yeah. don't. He doesn't good. like it because of the child abuse. Man. I really, it's so upsetting to me. He was also really good in JFK. I've never seen yeah. that. It's long. I know. I know, it was two VHS <laughs> and, tapes. And everybody is in it. Yeah. He's so, Kevin Baker's just so good. He really is. Um, Rose Byrne, who plays Moira McTaggart. She's cool. Yeah, she <laughs> she's fine. She's in a lot of stuff. I feel like anybody could have played that part, and it would have been fine. fine. <laughs> now she's most known for the bridesmaids and the neighbors. Easy. On yeah, the nobody should be known for bridesmaids. She's made a bunch of movies with Melissa McCarthy too, which is like, all right, yeah. you should probably stop doing that. She can't really find her niche, I don't yeah. think. Jennifer Lawrence, who uh, from the Mockingjay, what are the color they called? Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Mockingjay is the one. Is one of them. That new movie she made wasn't terrible. We should do Mystic River. No, we shouldn't. It's a good um, movie. She, I really liked her in, in American that. Hustle, a movie with um. I didn't like that movie, but Christian Bale and Henry Renner. It's pretty good. I said that movie started has started to grow on me. But I think Russell. that's what it might be. I watched it and I was like, it's, this movie's crap. I don't but like so it. So many people I know like it. I'm but like, eh. John watches it a lot, and sometimes then I'm you just watch like, a movie and you're in the wrong mood. For I'm it. like, man, this is actually a good movie, and she's great in it. I'm not no, I think she's great. She's in it. good in this because she she's w- good in this because she wasn't the focus of the story. Well, and she's not tired of it yet. Yeah, <laughs> later she's I, very tired of this. By the time that you get to the fourth, and like, kill me, <laughs> just fucking kill me. <laughs> I think she did a good job as Katniss Everdeen. I never saw this. Because, I watched the first one. Was like, this wasn't made for me. Well, I I watched the movies, or I read the books, and I've watched the movies. And the movies are not, they are what they are, and they're made for that genre. And the books are fairly good. Mm -hmm. They're way more well-written than Twilight, Twilight, even though they're... They're YA, though, right? They're YA, Yeah. yeah. But they're much better written. But the character of Katniss has that teenager, I don't care kind of, like... Like, she played it well. Like, she's supposed to be kind of... Whiny. Whiny and also aloof. And, like, she played it well. But, but she plays that in everything. But it didn't give her a lot of range to yeah. act. Mm-hmm. So then I think when she gets roles, like, with American Hustle, everybody's like, oh, she's so overacting, she can't... But, like, her namesake is a character that just is kind of a wet blanket of a character... Well, and she lost something. a bunch of credibility when she did that interview where she was yeah. like, there's never been a female lead until I did it. That's true. And the world went, what? Well, and, and, they, a, and then yeah. she was getting attacked with all of the, because none people nonstop, like, what about her? What about her? What about her? And she's like, I never graduated junior high, yeah. so I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck's that do what you said? Now you sound like an idiot. Also, like, she was in Silver Linings Playbook, and people really liked that movie, too. I saw it. I it didn't was, like it. I didn't get blown away It was away fucking by it. boring. I was like, okay. It's not boring it's, it's about, boring i feel like it's about people that are annoying so in why the, would you care in their new movie that there was a scene that i thought was hilarious she goes to she's trying to teach this boy how to be like a grown-up and like mm-hmm. she wants to date him and stuff but he's a little shy oh i kid. saw that i, I refuse yeah. to watch it well in this one scene it's funny they go swimming together and she makes him get naked and they get naked and they're in the water and these kids come up and they're like haha you're in the water we're taking your clothes and she's like don't take my fucking clothes and they're like we're taking it 
and they walk off with their clothes. And I'm like, man, she's a dumb bitch. Well, she comes out of the water naked and runs up to them and belly to back suplexes one of them. <laughs> naked? Pretty, yeah, she's completely naked in this whole scene. Like she and did she this? fights them. Yeah, and she's like, I don't give a shit anymore. And she's naked and just fights these three dudes. And it, well, no, it's two dudes and a girl. But she belly to back suplexes this one dude and it's fucking hilarious. The movie's whatever. It's okay. Yeah, I but it was. It was I, I don't care to see her naked. No. Also starring Oliver Platt. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, I was like, what happened to him? He disappeared. He was great in everything. He yeah. was in an episode of The And then I looked it up. I said, he's been doing oh. Chicago Med for the last five years. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. And he's doing fine. Yeah. Well, no, it's just he was in a lot of shit for a He was always like the fourth scientist in movies and shit like that. Yeah. And he's he always really in, good. He's been in everything. And he's great. Welcome back to the podcast from Lake Placid. I don't think I've ever seen a really That's bad right. movie with Oliver Platt. He's in a monster. Because he makes everything good. He even, that uh, Ready to Rumble that we've never done. Mm-hmm. He's great in that, too. That You've never terrible. seen Ready to Rumble? No, you haven't missed much. I'm not a big Arquette fan. It may be the movie that killed WCW, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> but it has um, Scotty Kahn in it. That's mm-hmm. not a selling point. I love... It has Scotty Kahn. Scotty Kahn. I am David so sad that Scotty Kahn does not have a bigger so, career. Uh, he was on Hawaii Five-0, and I think... Yeah, that's that, true, for like, a long, long time. Old, I think yeah. that was still running. Also, his dad is James Kahn. So the guy from Elf. He's got money. <laughs> He doesn't, probably doesn't need well, to. Well, he didn't have the money yet. His dad died oh. recently, so he's got money now. He and, uh, Hawaii 5.0, I believe, is still going on. Mm-hmm. All the, it's one of the shows that is always on the break room at my work. What is Hawaii 5.0? Yeah. It's a that good show. and Chicago Fire. I don't know what station we're watching <laughs> on uh, what reruns happens, on, that's but that's reruns, what's on. Reruns are four. But I think he left after like season six or something like that. Uh-oh. He had made all the money, I guess. Well, that would, once you get what needs to happen is it needs to go into syndication because if it's on all the time in the break room, that means it's a syndication. Uh, yeah. Every money. time it's on, he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing with um, Matt LeBlanc, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really have to work, but I like to work." No, they make goes, twenty million dollars a year. He's like, "Just friends alone, yeah. I'll, I'll never run out of money. I no. can't because it's always on." Which is a good thing because he did Dunson checks in. And he's like, I just really like acting. Because he was promoting a new show he has where he plays a dad. Yeah, he does a lot of... I've seen like four sitcoms he's done. And he's always decent in it. It's just sitcoms really have to... Yeah. Right place, but right time. He, he was like, I really I really just like acting. And I really... Yeah. This is a great project. And it's a lot of fun. I'm like, uh-huh. It's, it's going to be, be canceled after two seasons. It's just, it's just hard yeah, but, to get out of that Joey, you know... Well, that's... You see actors who make a certain amount of money start making all kinds of weird-ass fucking films. See, when, when you talk Matt LeBlanc, the character he plays in Friends, if you ever seen Married with Children, he was a, like a recurring guest star. That was the same character he's playing then. Yeah. He's really good in a show called Episodes. He was really good in a show called Top of the Heat. He plays Matt LeBlanc in it, but he's but he's really cool in it. Because right. he, he's flawed. He like he drinks and... Well, let's finish up the cast in here. I'm also going to talk about Zoe Kravitz, who was in Batman. Batman. And She's all right. she was also in Lisa Bonet for a while. That's a weird sentence. It's her mother. I didn't. I know. I think she was in. But the, I'm just a good joke. That was a good joke. That's a that weird. That was good. She, nope. She was in the. Wasn't she in the remake of that movie that you liked? That Empire uh, Records. Wasn't that her? Um, no, she was in. She was in something. Um, it was a show on. or something. Um, also, yeah, January no, Jones, um, who was in Mad Men. High Fidelity. She was. And high Fidelity. Anger she Management. Was in high, she was the. Very the main character in the High Fidelity crazy. remake TV oh, show, but it wasn't that great. No. And the last person I want to mention is uh, Nicholas Holt. From Renfield. 
Mm-hmm. From Brian Field. Might show up later. <laughs> Bad Boy, Warm Bodies, Mad Max, Fury Road. He's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, he's a he's a working yes, actor. He's like he's never the star, Warm but bodies. he's like just under the star. And he's good. He's always yeah, good. he's good. Um, so this movie Ooh, has a had a budget of a hundred between one hundred forty and one hundred sixty million and made three hundred fifty six point six million dollars. Mm. This was after they had done. This wasn't really a reboot. Or a prequel. It was somewhere between those two. They yeah. weren't really sure. And this was after uh, X Men Three, which was dog trash. That came out Pretty in the like, hated six, I people. And it killed the franchise. But this was the reboot, and this did really well. Everybody seemed to love it. I don't hate X Men Three. <sighs> if you know the Phoenix Saga, they messed it up. Oh, they I've, always mess right. it up. Talk about yourself. Be right back. We've what? been talking about <laughs> not X-Men for 15 minutes. And now he has to go blow his nose. <laughs> like, we legit talked about Lord of the Rings for 10 minutes. How We're like 17 minutes in and we have not even cast. talked about it. Yeah. He didn't do reviews. What'd you think going in, Carly? I thought, I've seen that. <laughs> so that eighty six percent on the tometer and eighty seven percent on the that's other one. Pretty that's that's well really reviewed. hot. Yeah. All right. So anyway, what you think, Carly? That was. This is not. A, uh, I've seen that. <laughs> I feel like this does not count as underappreciated, even though we have thrown all our rules out the window. You know what? Let me tell you why I feel this is underappreciated. Because this was the movie before um, Days of Futures Past, and everybody says that's the best one in the prequel trilogy, and they're wrong. This one's the best one. No, you're incorrect. What is it? Okay. It's this and that and Apocalypse? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't count Dark Phoenix. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't even watch it. Honestly, hmm. the way I feel about these movies, it's kind of the way I feel about a lot of movies where there's, or like franchises where there's a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one is which. So I knew I had seen it, but I didn't know which one it was. <laughs> I think I've seen that, I think. <laughs> Elaine? I was like, ooh, I like this movie. Oh. And you think Days of Future's Past is better? Yes. Or Apocalypse is better. No, Apocalypse. Dark Phoenix. 100%. I never saw that. You're not missing anything. It's not bad. It's interesting. But no, it's just they can't get the Dark Phoenix saga right. This is my it's problem. It's a lot of story. Yeah. This is my problem. That if people don't... If that the movie isn't fantastic, yeah, people are like, it's crap. Mm-hmm. And it's not this is my whole thing with the Marvel movies so and any of these other franchises. The 70s, as soon as there's a movie 80s, that's not the best movie you've ever seen, people are like, oh, it's just garbage. No, it's good. It's just not. They had already established a hellfire. You can't love this, them so all. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done, they, but they let that go. They can't all be perfect. Only one gets to be perfect, and the rest are just enjoyable. What do you think, Tony? I had just actually rewatched Days of Future Past and. Uh, Apocalypse, and now I watch this, and so you should watch Dark Phoenix. Like, I I hated it real mad when I do my next break. Well, I hated Apocalypse past. when I first saw it, but when I rewatched it the other day, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. It's okay. It's, it's not just, bad at all. Tony's birthday month is going to be Days of Future Past. It's just it's just Oscar <laughs> Isaac is a really good actor, and in I'm that inner space in that role, it's just like he doesn't get to do anything except look silly. Walk around. I don't think walls. Oscar no. Isaac is that great of an actor. You don't like him? Did you see no. um, Moon Knight? Uh, Moon Knight is amazing. He's good in Moon Knight, but he's also good in that fucking uh, AI. Not AI. What was that fucking movie? Where he, where he makes the robot that's alive or whatever. I don't know. It was, was in really a movie called good. The Card Counter. That was really good. 
I'm not saying he's not a good actor. Actor. But people act like he's the sequel trilogy? amazing. Well, I don't know if he's, and I think he's just fine. I don't think he's orgasmic amazing. I just think he's a good actor. I think he's just a good actor. And he was terrible in fucking Star Wars, though. Then again, most people well, I don't think he was terrible at it. Well, I no, think he, the stories were terrible. He was just bad in a sea of but that's, badness. But that's not him being a bad actor. That think, was bad writing. I think, yeah, it might have been more of the script, because everybody can't be bad. He was actually... He was actually fairly charismatic in a ter- Ex Machina. Ex Machina. That's oh awesome, yeah, no, awesome he's movie. terrifying in that. <laughs> the uh, what I was getting to is uh, Days of Future Past. Everyone says is the greatest. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched that too. That gets way too much up its own in that ass. Like it's cool with Wolverine in the very part in the beginning, but then it starts getting into all this other shit, and it's just like it's just too much. I think. So the, I think this might be the best. Days of, the of Future Past put too much emphasis on Mystique. Yeah, it's like well, Mystique is a great tertiary character. Yeah, she's like Jack Black. You could put Jack Black in any movie as a as like a supporting character, and he's gonna kill it. You put him as the main character, the movie's gonna suck. I think um, First Class is funner. It's a much more fun movie than Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. But I think Days of Future Past has a much better plot and more interesting. Which I don't generally care about. Usually, I like the fun. <laughs> I just I think that's the difference. Future Past does have. The Quicksilver stuff, which, which is, is really, also fantastic, really good, and hard to beat. And, and they never did pay that off when it was. Not hey, really. my mom knew a guy that can move metal. Hmm? That's be- definitely the best iteration of Quicksilver. Oh yeah, and there's no Scarlet Witch, so yeah. Well, well we saw her, but she's Just not Scarlet girl. Witch. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I'm always down to watch an X Men movie. I don't care. I don't know. I can't watch some X-Men movies. I haven't bad. seen Dark Phoenix all the way through, and I haven't seen New Mutants, but whatever. New Mutants wasn't... Uh, okay. It wasn't... It was an X-Men movie, technically. Yeah. And as I didn't much watch... As, um, I didn't watch Legion. I heard, I Le- say, I heard Legion, Legion was really X-Men. good, but I'm just like, look, I, I don't need all this. I've so lived you know, in X-Men shit since yeah, I was You know five. who Legion is. Yeah. So you, you there's like a tone shift every show. Yeah. Because he's a different he's character. balls, yeah. Eight different personalities. No, it's way more than that. Wow. <laughs> I think they never nailed down how many personalities he has. Each one has a different power. Yep. Which is a cool concept. And then so when he brings them all together, he can time travel. And then he kills his father and sleeps with his mom to make sure that he gets born. It's kind Good of times. Like Oedipus weirdness. Yeah, it's a very yeah, Oedipus. <laughs> and then... <laughs> all right, so this movie opens to uh, 20th Century Fox logo like they all do but it doesn't do that thing where it focuses the on the thing. x yeah because in the x-men movies it would always focus on the x this is an x-men movie but it didn't do that so. which is disappointing because it's a nice touch all right so we're in poland 1944 eric and his parents are in a concentration camp and the nazis separate the men and women and the children uh this is dramatic to eric who uh, misses his mother traumatic traumatic that's what i said Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only you say it with a D. <laughs> Don't D you're getting. Oh. Not on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, so we get separated from his mother. This really fucks him up. And he's reaching out to his mother and this ignites his mutant abilities. Please don't lick my leg, it's weird. Sorry. <laughs> And so he's got magnetic powers, and the the gate is metal, and he's holding it, and all of a sudden he's these Nazis are trying to pull him, and they can't get him away, and he's <laughs> and the mother's crying. So someone walks over with a fucking gun, and hits him in the back of the head, and knocks him out. And if you look at the fence, it becomes an X, because all of the corners get moved out, but the middle part, so it's an X. You can also see someone watching from a window. Yeah. 
and an ominous figure. And he's drinking tea. Tea's very ominous. Well, you think it's a tea? He's a teacup. He might have had brandy. In the I mean, it could be fucking. We don't know how the Nazis were about drinking at work. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Charles, uh, who's holding a bat, walking around his house because he hears a ruckus. And Could he looks, you describe the ruckus? Yes. It was, it was someone in the, in the fridge. <laughs> and he walks in the kitchen to find his mother's there. I also put down that what 10-year-old kid has a framed picture of Einstein by his bed? <laughs> Charles Xavier. I guess so. And uh, Sheldon. Yeah, well, okay. Those two people. Other than that. Stephen Hawking. Also Kevin Bacon rules. <laughs> He's not in this yet. Just in I case know. you weren't sure. Well, he was in the window. Uh, <coughs> so he finds his mother and she says, oh, I'm sorry you startled me. I was just trying to get a snack. I'll tell you what, I'll make you some hot chocolate. He immediately goes into her brain and is like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, you're not my mama. You're not my mother. My mother's never been in this room in her life. And she's never asked to get me a, a snack unless he's ordering one of the servants to do it. So then his mother... Immediately transforms into mystique. Or as my notes say, mystics. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like fish sticks, but with an M? Yes. <laughs> and the shape-shifting uh, fish sticks. <laughs> and he's not afraid of her. And she's like, you're not afraid of me? And he's like, I knew I wasn't the only one. I'm like, no. No, you guys are completely different. Well, he also knew he didn't need to be afraid of her because uh, he read her mind and knew she was a little girl. And that she was scared and homeless and starving. So, you know. And he's also Charles Xavier. Well, he's not. Well, he is Charles I mean, but he doesn't have this the right. ability that he's going to have. But he probably knows that I can make you piss yourself just yeah. by looking at you. If you had to be able to control everybody's mind, I wouldn't be afraid of anything either. <laughs> I would also cheat at poker all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I'm that even kind as of guy. nice <laughs> as Charles Xavier is. And no, he's an evil man. Yeah, he's actually pretty fucked up. Um. <laughs> but you know, he definitely at least once has, or you know, like he. He's very rich. We'll he say knows that. the limits of his powers. He knows he probably can knows if he can control people even at that age because he's a child. Mm-hmm. So after Mystique tells him, "I was just looking for something to eat," and he's like, "Take as much food as you want." As a matter of fact, you can move in. And there's never anything said about the little boy who invited a little blue girl to live with them. I'm sure she doesn't Talk. walk around looking like a blue girl. I don't Maybe care. she didn't even notice. Also, maid. the parents probably didn't notice, and he probably told the maids. We only ever hear about the mom. <laughs> we only ever hear about the mom. We, he never once mentions his father. He mentions his stepfather. Well, so they're probably not the ever mother. there. Oh, yeah, well, right. I wrote here next, moving on. Mm-hmm. We meet Sebastian. They're probably tampered with their minds. Mm-hmm. Sebastian is now in, in the Nazi office. Gets Eric brought up there, because he uh, saw what he did with the medal. He offers... Eric some chocolate, chocolate, if he can move this coin. So he tries, and he's unable to do it. And Sebastian's like, well, you got some for the Nazis. I don't really agree with them, except the fact that he is one. It's like, yeah. I mean, they're right as far as genes are the answer, but this blonde hair, blue eyed stuff is silly. <laughs> they, but that's, that's the thing I don't like about this kind of stuff. Sebastian Shaw wasn't a Nazi, but whatever. But, uh... They do that a lot in movies nowadays. They're like, I work with the Nazis, but I don't like them. I'm just working with them. I'm like, no, fuck it, dude. You're a fucking Nazi. Just be a Nazi already mm-hmm. if you're going to be a bad guy in a movie. Stop, stop this. I'm not quite that bad. You're but, trying to wipe out humanity, dude. Just suck it up. I'm, I wasn't a Nazi. I'm evil in a different way. So we're kind of tangentially evil together. Yeah, yeah. But I don't believe what they believe. I'm just using their evil to propagate my evil, which yeah. is... Even Frederick Zola couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Blagelation? No. No. There was the German Three in this. Speaking of the German Three, what happens is um, Sebastian brings in... Two more Germans come in. So Eric, then there's three Nazis. No, brings in Eric's mother. And it's like, if you don't make the coin move, I'm going to shoot your mother. And I'm going to do it in Dreiglaser. Mm-hmm. No, there's Drei. And he, one, two, three, shoots the mother... So now Eric loses his shit because his mother's dead. And the first thing he does is he takes this little bell that's on Sebastian's desk and crushes it. Then he crushes the heads of the Nazis because they're wearing metal helmets. Then all the metal in the room starts moving. I think he crushes the filing cabinet first and then the Nazi helmet. Sure. And then he does nothing to Sebastian. You're the guy that actually shot his mother. But mm-hmm. they need the movie to happen so they don't kill this guy. Yeah. Maybe Sebastian wasn't... I needed wasn't... something in the scene where they were, he was shooting things at him and he was just absorbing them. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't wearing any metal. Yeah, he's in a room full of metal. Yes. What I do to the guy who shot my mother, all the metal goes to that guy's face. Yeah, but it's a, he's having an instinctual response to rage he and emotion. Know how to control and his if power. so, he's going for all of the metal. But if Sebastian didn't have any metal on him, because he's a thinker, <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> he just has plastic like belt buckles. <laughs> Come on in, everyone wearing metal. <laughs> you know. Mm. I just, it would have it would have fit the story if he was just sitting there and like stuff's flying at him. And he just absorbed. well, but we see through some flashback scenes too that he like physically tortured mm-hmm. um, Eric, and he's also stronger than Eric. So he's know. a more powerful mutant. But I feel like that ruins the reveal later that he is a, a mutant. I think it's better that they keep it a secret. I knew he was a mutant. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's the X Men. Anyway. Um, so, oh, so then he gives the coin to Eric, puts it in his hand, and is like, we're going to do great things together. And you see the coin, he doesn't have his hand closed, it's open, but the coin is sticking to his palm. I feel like Opening that, credits, we zoom in on the coin. I feel like you could do that with any coin on any person. Because his hand wasn't like this. <laughs> his name's Magneto. Not yet. Not yet, you're right. He's uh, just an angry man. So right we now. zoom in on the coin, and on the flip side of the coin, so it's a Nazi coin. You flip it over, and it says X Men, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. I was like, is that trying to say the X Men? Yeah, Nazis? I know, it's a little weird. <laughs> but I get the idea they were going for there. I just don't think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so twenty years later, with that explanation of what happened to Eric at all, he's mm-hmm. in Switzerland. I mean, I guess one day he just said, "Fuck this mess," and <laughs> magnetoed his way that fuck out of the. Out well. Of there. That was 42. I thought it was 44. 44. 44 that we saw. Yeah. Which, so the camps would have been liberated soon, so... Yes, but he's like 30 years old now. It's 20 years later. He waits till now to get revenge. Well, he was a child. He had to grow up. He had to develop a certain set of skills. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, acquire that gold. (laughs) He had to to track down a lot of Nazis. There was a lot of them, and he was killing every one. Mm-hmm. When I, he shouldn't should be Magneto. He should be Nazi Hunter. Which I said, I want, a, I want a Magneto Netflix series where he's hunting Nazis. I would watch so, the shit out of that. In the there trivia. Was, there was a show called The Hunters. Oh, I know. I know. With, but this would was be that much, Al yeah, yeah, this would be much cooler. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> in the, Hi, yeah, you were a Nazi. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> in the trivia, it said that the original script for this movie focused solely on Magneto. And showed a lot more of mm-hmm. his early life in the concentration yeah. camps. And they were going to do the X-Men was, Origins. Yeah, it was going to be pretty much everybody. a Magneto movie. But then they changed the project and they kept a lot of those elements. But yeah. I think there was more than one person who wanted to see a Magneto movie. He's a way more interesting character. 
This would be cool. Yeah. Anyway, so he might be my favorite X Man. Eric is Him looking at a <laughs> and Gambit because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Rogue and Gambit's awesome. Just waiting to see if you're gonna talk. To <laughs> so Eric is sitting on his bed and he's got the same Nazi coin and it's floating through his fingers. And then you look at him, he's got a picture, a drawn picture of Sebastian Shaw, and he throws the coin at it, hits him right in the forehead. Showing he's got more control over his powers 40 years later. 20. One would hope. So we cut to uh, Charles Xavier, who's uh, chatting up a co-ed at the bar, which is funny, because whenever, like in this movie, whenever yeah. he's using his brain powers, he puts his hand on his head. Like, he doesn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I guess it's showing us that he's using his powers, because like he calls the bartender Or maybe he's not quite over. as strong yet. But... Yeah. What does putting your hand on your head I do? Don't know. It gives it. It's a visual cue that hey, I'm. This is a this is a visual medium. Though. Mm-hmm. So he finds a girl and she's got hectochromia, and he's like, "Ooh, you have a mutation, very groovy mutation." The fact that he calls it a groovy mu- mutation it's every time he says groovy, I want to punch somebody in the face. It sounds so <laughs> unnatural for him to use the word groovy because and he's I don't, not from the sixties, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like I didn't feel that way when Austin Powers said groovy. Well, but somehow when, when so Mike Myers is a much better person from the sixties than James McAvoy. Maybe I don't know, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, he was doing hey. like an exaggerated. That's a groovy. It's man. a groovy. <laughs> Want to vomit in my mouth well, with a bad pickup drinking. line. So anyway, um, they cheer, mutant and proud, mm-hmm. because she's got uh, two different color eyes. And I met a girl like two years ago who had that, and I was like, "Oh shit, look at you!" And she's like, "I now." I was like, "I'm sorry." Dave, yeah. Dave Bowie. I was like, "I've never seen that in person, and I'm sure you get it all the time now." <laughs> that people think your mutation is awesome. Yeah, I bet that was really hard for her. Did someone? No, I guess because people bring it up all the time. Yeah, but. But after that, she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, what? you probably don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I feel real bad for her that her mutation is something people get excited about. I get excited about your, your mutation. It's not like, you know, people with red hair that people think have no souls. <laughs> Every redhead I know says that joke. Like, yeah, I don't have a soul. I'm like, oh, cool. It's because they're taking it back from the community. Yeah. It's a good way to take things, to do that. If yeah. you steal mm-hmm. someone's joke, you, t- you take their thunder. It's like, I eat your food. <laughs> All right, um, so Raven goes big time cocklocker here and walks right over, and she's like, I'm bored. And so then Charles orders her a drink, and she changes her eyes. So, so now she's got uh, uh, heterochromia, heterochromia, mm-hmm. whatever I said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, the and the girl's like, like oh, oh, your you sister has it too. it too. And then he gets mad. He's like, <sighs> All right, we're leaving. And then she's like, I can't control it. She's like, he's like, you're controlling it right now. You changed your eyes, you evil bitch. I was going to get some later. I don't think she... I think it... She totally see Jaden. I think she was just jealous. And I don't know that it was completely on purpose. I think she was just jealous. Yeah, so I wrote, that's not cool. Tony would never do that. People, pick your wingman wisely. Yeah. Or you just mentally make her bang you. Yeah. That's right. I, <laughs> I know. I'm, like, I'm just pretty no. sure that's Why? Right. Why would you kidding. even say that? Because it's a joke. I thought she was it. jealous. <coughs> I also thought she did it on purpose, but I thought she was jealous. Hundo P. <laughs> All right, so um, we cut the raven who's brushing her teeth, and she says, Mutant and proud. You've got to be kidding. Yeah, that is lame. I hate when I people brush their teeth in movies. She's, ups- she's upset because her mutation is not something... Because they put the toothbrush so far in their mouth. Yeah, that and then I don't they're... Just, just 
stop. And then they always want to talk. Yeah. It's like when, what I don't like people driving And then movies. they spit. You know, like, oh, so stop. when you see someone driving movies, they're always moving the wheel. Yeah. It's like, who drives like that? Yeah. Your car's all over the road. Or you when they're driving drivers. and they just kind of look to their friend and they're talking for 10 minutes. I'm like, dude, will you watch the fucking road? <laughs> I know you're not actually driving, but Jesus Christ, at least pretend. But Raven's upset because her mutation is not something traditionally in the beauty standard. I know. It's, so, t- it's so tough for her being able to turn into literally anyone. <laughs> what a rough life. Go talk to Nightcrawler. <laughs> That's her son. Well, he used to be. I changed him. But yeah. She's the reason he looks Go like talk that. to Thing. His Hazel was also like thousands of years old, and right. then they made him like... I'm just saying, there's a lot of also there's a lot of mutants. That, there's a lot of mutants that look like monsters. You can literally look Azazel like anyone. Azazel is the coolest fucking mutant, by the way. Also, welcome back to the podcast. The name is Azazel. Is that Fallen? Fallen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our Wait. next dog, I'm naming Azazel. <laughs> Why are you naming a dog Azazel? Why are you because planning on another dog? I mean, watch out, Miss B. Run. <coughs> or probably Chael. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'll leave Fallen on Took half the, half the pineapple. I, love I mean. Chell is like a year older, but he's like a hundred pounds bigger. So big dogs <laughs> die sooner. Oh, it's true. Why, why are you talking about? Because you're planning the next dog. You're the one oh, that gets puppy fever like you get baby fever. Oh, You'd oh, have oh, seventeen oh. dogs if I let you. <laughs> like he's shaking his head. Yes, you can't see that. I'd have dogs like Tony has cats. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Too bad. The only thing like stopping you from having dog. dogs is me. Mm, If I even just looked at a dog and was like, oh, I think we could have that dog, then that dog would be our dog. (laughs) And you have 17 cats. Shut up. I have four cats. I actually actually have two cats, and Carly has two cats. No, 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 it's too late. You already yelled out I have four cats. Technically, they're Amanda's cats, so legally. On the vet paperwork, they're all Amanda's cats. I don't have any cats. Because our account at the vet from Killy's is in her name, (laughs) so we just added them. Acredale was kind of a pain in the butt for a while, so we just said, look, uh, just put it on Amanda's thing. Tony has two cats. I have one cat, and then there's a cat that doesn't belong to any of us who just happens to live with us. Just happens to live with us. (laughs) That cat adopted you, not the other way around. No, that was dumb. So, Raven asked Charles if he would date her, and he's like, of course I would. And, And she's like... Well, no, like like this, like all blue. She's like, why would you even say that? You're my oldest friend. Why do you and care? Then, you can turn into anyone. And then he says, what's wrong with you? You seem off, uh, awfully into your looks all of a sudden. And I'm like, clearly this guy's never talked to a person ever. <laughs> well, but you want to know that when you're not wearing any makeup, the people still find you attractive. There's nothing weird about this. There is something weird about she it when you can literally turn into anyone. Yeah. But no, she, but, but... Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Male, she female. can't get close to anyone except for him because she can never let the guard the, down yeah. and be just what she's supposed to look like. She has to always be putting on a mask. And yes, it can be any mask, but it's not her. And we don't really know, <laughs> can she hold that even when she's unconscious, even when she's asleep? I don't know. Well, well what, asleep, if, she, what if she can't? What if it always goes away when she's asleep? Then, so they, then, then her boyfriend will just have to put up with her looking like anything he wants while she's awake. Darn it. <laughs> Honey, can you be Scarlett Johansson tonight? Sure. It's not about a dude. It's about her, you right. idiot. She wants to feel pretty. Let me tell you how the feminine body <laughs> Look, works. Let me explain to you how periods work, first off. All right? Like a douchebag? She, she wants to be loved. I, I know. I get it. 
I wrote in here that she just wants to be hugged and someone to love her. She's also at that age where women are very focused on how they look and how attracted they are to the opposite sex. And that's what happens when you're like know. 19, 20, 21. We don't know how old she is. She she ages at half the normal rate. She could be 40. She was 40 but they do treat her. her like a child in this movie. Yeah, I mean, my, my assumption is she's like 18, 17, 18. So Eric does kiss her at one point, so I think she can't be sixteen. She could be nineteen. She could be nineteen. She could be nineteen. All right. So Eric is at a Swiss bank where he interrogates a banker because he's trying to sell some Nazi gold. And the guy's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So he uses his magnetic ability to stop the guy from hitting the alarm by holding his watch and smacking himself in the face with it. And then he opens Which John his... would do all the time. I would. <laughs> like, hey, and then he opens the guy's mouth and says, ah, you have metal fillings, and starts to pull his teeth out. So then he's like, where's Charles Schmidt? And he's like, Argentina. He immediately says Argentina. He's like, okay, great. Pulls out his filling anyway. Yank. Yep. And he's like, heading to Argentina. Oh, by the way, if you tell anybody that I'm coming for them, I'll find you. And that would work for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this dude one just filling will be the only thing you miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they establish in this really quick that Eric is down to kill. Yeah. He has no problems with it. He will take a motherfucker out. <laughs> I like the rea- the reality that they sprinkle in this movie, too. The Swiss bank, the yeah. Nazis in Argentina, yeah. the um, Bay of Pigs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all very... It, it, it makes it feel more realistic. Well, this is how they did all... comics. Mm-hmm. It's like that... Uh, I'm that... sorry, I thought we were talking about the movie. It's like the Instagram post, that model, that she was like, I did that 23andMe, and I found out my great-grandparents, half were from Germany, and half were from Argentina. And then, like, all the comments <laughs> are like, who's going to tell her? <laughs> like, this is going to be yeah. awful for you. It's like, you 100%. What were your, what were your grandparents doing in 1940? Like, the late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. What were they into? <laughs> this is going to be awkward for you. Yeah. I saw that. That was like, that was funny I mean, it's not her fault. She didn't no, know it it's not. But she's got to know. Yeah. At that she point, does well, now. She, we saw Zoolander. She doesn't have to know. <laughs> I mean, she knows now. Yeah. Like, her friends would have been like, all right, so sit down. <laughs> Merman. Um, so we cut to Maura McTaggart. What is this? A building for ants? <laughs> who's at a stakeout at the Hellfire Club. And I really hate this is the only time they call it the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Because the Hellfire Club is a really cool thing. In the X-Men comics. And it's also a real thing in Scotland. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So this people. bothers you that the thing about this England. scene is that um, they, this is the only mention of the Hellfire Club. Right. Not the, the fact Hellfire that she Club. was wearing that under her clothes. No, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. She's making it worse. That was a little weird. Or that whatever she was wearing was easy, that she was wearing that underneath was easy to get out of in just like three seconds. Yeah. Zip, zip, I'm out. No. She had no. a plan. So they see mobsters and politicians all going in this hellfire club. Let me club. tell you how women's clothes work. <laughs> no <laughs> pockets. They um, hate pockets. Women hate pockets. And they, <laughs> they do not want pockets. No pockets. Make sure you... Actually, if we spread that room around, you know what they might give us? Pockets. pockets. Maybe. <laughs> Fucking bullshit So she sees a bunch of girls in their, un- in their underwear going in, so she takes off her clothes. And the guy, she was like, what are you doing? She says, I'm using some assets I didn't get from the CIA. Walks out in her very interesting underwear. I mean... First of all, does that look comfortable to you, Tony? Unless no. a lady thinks that she's going to have sex with a new fella, 
her bra and underpants don't match. <laughs> well, but no, this was in the 60s, though, so they might have. They they might lingerie have. rules were different then. So uh, uh, there was a comic who did a thing and about the that. And the Carters women are so into their underwear yeah, matching. Because that's how you kept the pantyhose up, because they didn't really have and elastics the way care. they do now. Yeah. It's like they but care zero on that. Just in the way. Like, if you ever meet a guy and you bring him home and you take off your clothes and your underwear doesn't match, he's not going to be like, oh, my God, I was going to have sex with you, but not now. Yeah, that's that a, just lets you know. That's a girl thing. If she wanted, if she was planning ahead of time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Whether this was your decision, or she had planned this out already. Also, they don't care about that either. It's really. Does it make you a little happier if you know she she planned on it? Nope. Or does it make you a little happier that she wasn't gonna, but you somehow convinced her? Nope. At some point. Just happy. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about how you got to the beach. It's that you're at the beach. Beach sucks. Gives you a rash. <laughs> not if you bring turkey. Did you say not if you bring turkey? Turkey. 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 <laughs> turkey. Turkey. Okay. So we were, That is from a Family so Feud episode. There was episode. a Family Feud episode where a guy was like, uh, something about Thanksgiving. He goes, turkey. He goes, your favorite sandwich meat. He's like, turkey. And he's like, something to bring to the beach. And the guy goes, turkey. <laughs> something to bring to the beach? It's like the final, you know, when they're answering all those questions. It was fast money. It was fast money. And the guy just like, he yeah, already said turkey. Fucking turkey. Fucking turkey. So now, turkey. so John, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday John went, he's, I'm like, ooh, is that turkey? And he's like, I was feeling beachy. <laughs> beachy. I felt like going to the beach. Turkey. That has been a thing in our house for years. Yeah, we saw that like 20 years ago. If you <laughs> asked our kids, we could make a joke about turkey at the beach and our kids would be like, oh yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Beach. If you ask Cross what's the perfect lunch meat for the beach, he will say turkey. Turkey. All right, so Moira follows him in and we see uh, Emma Frost is there who takes Colonel Henry into a booth and then shuts the, the curtains. Now, guys start hitting on her like, hey, you got plans? She's like, I'm sorry. I, have, I don't know why I'm all of a sudden having that accent. But she's like, I have plans with Colonel Henry. And then she goes to where he was, opens the, the curtains, and no one's there. And the CIA super agent is dumbfounded by this, having no idea where they could have went. Is she a CIA she super agent or just a CIA agent? She's not a super agent yet. She also, John was had a little tangent here while we were watching the movie about January Jones. And what kind of fucking name is January? It's like her name is January Jones. It's yeah. a weird name. She's Who names her kid January? She's, she's terrible. She's she, terrible. I don't like her in anything she's ever been in. Um, wow. I liked her in anger management. I don't remember her in anger management. Exactly. <laughs> she was terrible in the American Pie movie, whichever one she was in. Well, all those movies are terrible. The only good movie, the only good character in any American Pie movie is Stifler and he's trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. All right, so, oh, I forgot to welcome back to the podcast the song Palisade Park. As we're walking through the Hellfire Club, Palisade Park is playing. Where? Anybody know where Palisade Park is from? No. No. It was a song that from uh, Dangerous Mind. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying it's a Chuck Barris song? That Chuck Barris wrote. He wrote that song. Oh, in- interesting. Mm-hmm. I had no, no recollection well, of these If you events. watched that movie again, you'd see that he wrote it. If it wasn't featured in a song along, then I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, did you, you never mentioned my text. So the other day we were driving and um, the Share Life After Love came on. Mm-hmm. Believe, that's what it's called. So I took a picture. I was like, I want to be in a song along. Mm-hmm. That song was huge in Italy. Mm. 
Anyway, it's a great everywhere. song. <laughs> it's a great song. So Amora follows him, and she's in the booth, and she sits down. And this is the worst place for a secret button ever. It's the in the, the middle of the goddamn table. Everybody's like, hey, hand me that. Sure. Oh, shit, we're moving. Mm-hmm. That is the worst place for a secret button ever. I, I yell at whoever picked this was like, yeah, put it in a corner or something. It's a secret button. Maybe it's not a secret button. It's a not so secret Maybe button. Maybe everybody who works there knows about that button. You know, someone's going to sit down and, and they keep, eventually and be like, ah, put my drink and down. And they keep oh. the curtains closed so that patrons don't go to that booth. Well, she goes through and finds a super secret button in the middle of the table. And what you know, she immediately finds the Russian documents on the, on the desk that's two feet from that table. Mm-hmm. They didn't lock them up or nothing. I guess Sebastian's not worried about security. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of Americans that can read Russian. She also snoops on a telepath, so we're not really worried about all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's that, like watching a telepath through cracks in the door. I'm like... <laughs> I gotta tell you, that bothered me that, that tell you what's gonna she really did not happen. detect her uh, at all. She can sense Charles Xavier like, yeah. like miles away, but the girl in the next room gets like, by. Xavier's wiping his ass in Australia. I like, mean, I guess she was trying room. too hard to focus on the colonel or yes. what have you. No, Emma Frost is super powerful. Mm. Yeah, she's alpha level. She's not Charles Xavier's strength, but she's up there. She's not Omega, but alpha? Yeah. She's not Jean Grey. She's not I mean, Bravo? When you start talking about telepaths, she's not at the top. No. But she's a telepath. She's Actually, <laughs> alpha level would be at the top. There's the top, and then there's the tippity top. The Omega level means. But anywho. Um, where are we now? I don't even know. Oh. Uh, Sebastian Schultz with, Colonel, with the colonel who wants him to put um, Jupiter missiles in Turkey. And he's like, yeah, we don't want to do that because... It's a beach. No. <laughs> oh. Because it could start World War Three. Because it's going to, you know, kill everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Riptide, he looks over, Riptide does like a wheel or two. Or Riptide makes a little tornado, and he's like, what did you put in my drink? And he's like, oh, nothing, and hits the colonel into a bookcase. Riptide which it. is super underutilized, by the way. He is. Mm-hmm. And they kill him off in between well, he's movies. A, he's also nothing to do with any of this. He's a marauder. Like, why is he here? Because he's... They, because they had their might bag. Might as well pull like a, a, a Fantastic put, Four member. Because they, they opened. They had their bag of um, yeah. beans and shook it. They yeah. shook the hat. <laughs> they shook the hat and he reached in and he pulled out. All right, these are the people yeah. that are going to be with Shaw. Um, Emma Frost. Azazel. Well, Emma that's Frost. weird. She marries, He marries Mystique. Nope, not in this movie. <laughs> and Riptide. Harpoon and... Uh, well, yeah. actually, Emma Frost is essential to this because when you have Hellfire Club, you have to have Emma Frost. They go together like lamb and shawl. What the hell is that? Okay, nerd. Hmm? You you are nerd. You know X Men stuff. Moving on. (laughs) So after he he throws the colonel into a bookcase, it opens up just enough for Moira to be able to see see through the little crack. Because she sees, like, like she hears it and turns just in time to see the reverberation in the wall. And what's funny is they all stand right where she can see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But whatever. But nobody sees her. But, yeah, the telepath doesn't have any idea. Azazel doesn't pop over every once in a while make sure it's all clear. Get the Russian documents. (laughs) <laughs> but, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I need to grab these. Um, so, so this freaks out the colonel, and Azazel transports him to some super secret meeting with the Pentagon or whatever. Why wasn't he there in the first place? <laughs> Seems like he should have been. Yeah. Seems like he should have been. Seems like he wouldn't have gone to a meeting 3,000 miles away if he was supposed to be in the super secret Pentagon. So Emma calls her boss from her car phone. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> it says that Colonel Henry is here, and he, and the guy's like, I'm looking at Colonel Henry right now. And, and it's Moira Taggart, not Emma Frost. That's what I said. And then um, I know. I'm just repeating things that because I wasn't listening. Right. Like always. <laughs> Them to be hundred p hundo p hundred p hundo p b d hundo p. No. No, I don't think anybody in this movie has big dick energy. There's there's Sebastian lots. Shaw. There's lots He's of a energy. He's big dick swinger. He does three wheels aside. But I thank you to forget that. You don't want to spread that around, Aslan, or you'll end up on asphalt. Actually, uh, Kevin Bacon, you get to see Kevin Bacon schlong in Hollow Man. I know we should do that movie because it's terrifying. <laughs> his schlong the is movie terrifying. or his schlong? I don't know anything about that movie, but apparently Kevin Bacon schlong is Not his schlong, the movie. It's down by his ankles, man. <laughs> that thing's scary. The thing that's terrifying about Hollow Man is this is what most people would actually do if they got a superpower. He slowly gets more and more evil. I don't think I'd rape chicks. If I was turned to no, 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 not, no, not not become rapey. But, oh, okay. But he's evil. He slowly yeah, descends. Yeah, be evil as shit. He, become, he starts out as a good person. Yeah. Well, I don't. Maybe I use that loosely. But he starts yeah. out as a normal person and slowly descends, descends into evil. Yeah. Which is what would happen if you got a superpower. Right. Probably. You'd start like the gray areas become more and more gray, and you get more and more evil. Now yeah. we wouldn't just be rapey, but no, some people would. Some yeah. People would. Some people would. Some people are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know. That's true. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I keep thinking I'm going to do why, Hollow Man too. That's yeah, why Apocalypse thinks he's God. Because he is one of the most powerful mutants ever. So he's like, yeah, I'm God. Prove me wrong. And no one can do it. Until there was a bunch of them. Well. The first time. No, yeah. he, he, it's impossible for Apocalypse to be God. He could be a God, but not he's the not God. the God. Well, it says he's as different from mutants as mutants are from humans. Hmm. He's that much more evolved from them. But that's a whole other movie about another day. Where are we now? We're so Moira calls on a really old car phone. We're at the secret meeting. That. The secret meeting. The second, the secret government meeting, not so the secret. We see that they're going to put uh, Jupiter missiles in Turkey, and her partner's like, "What are we going to do now?" He looks at her, and she's like, "We need to find a mutation expert." And then she puts on her clothes. We hope. Well, yeah, she was walking around with her boobies out all day. They weren't they're, out. They were in. They're her boobs. She can do what she likes. They weren't out. They were very much constricted. Did you see the like? <laughs> they had like fourteen clasps on the back. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is. You got to get help to get in and out of that thing. It's a very structured bra. It sure was. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing I'm. I'm hoping to find. <laughs> just don't make. They just don't make supportive undergarments like that anymore. Well, you know, we'll keep a lookout. They've been making them less supportive, which is not what you want. So we now cut to Charles, who's dr- literally drinking a yardstick. I mean, the yard of beer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he passed his dissertation or yeah. whatever. Oh, no, that didn't happen. And now he's graduated. He's walking out with Raven because now he's a professor. And she's, he's like, I'm not a professor to get students. He drinks a yard a minute. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to Eric, who's in a bar in Argentina. And mm-hmm. he orders a beer. And he's like, oh, Deutsches beer. Very good. Pitburger. It's Pittsburgh. It's the best. And this guy is like, he laughs with his tongue out. Yeah, he's a little weird. Well, he's a lot weird, but. He's a Nazi, so, you know. (laughs) And Eric looks over and sees a picture of the two dudes at the bar and Sebastian on a boat. And he's like, this is amazing. I come to this bar the first time and the guys I'm looking for are right behind me. This is great. I'll save so much time. (laughs) 
So then he walks over to them and they talk and he's like, what are you guys, you're guys speaking German. What are you doing here? And the guy's like, I am a pig farmer and the other guy's a tailor. And he's like, what's your name? He goes, I don't have a name. Where I'm from, they took your name. And then he flips over his arm and you can see the, the tattoo that the Nazis gave you, the number. The, the number. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It says my family were killed by pig farmers and tailors. And tailors. And he, and he has his beer and he's like hitting their glasses like, cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs> they know this is not going to be good. So then the pig farmer pulls out a knife and tries to stab him because, you know, he doesn't know, but he's tried to stab him. Because he just said he was a Jew. (laughs) Yeah. And they're Nazis. Yeah. So. Who fled war tribunals. And they think he's going to kill them. So they're going to turn them into. No, the point is they want to grab a big metal object and and jab it towards Magneto. But they don't know he's (laughs) Magneto. He's just Eric Lencher. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it goes about as well as you would with a guy who can control metal because he gets stabbed in his hand. And he sticks his tongue out. I was like, put your tongue in your mouth, man. Cut that fucking thing all away. Well, he says blood and honor. Mm-hmm. Which will, you know. Which would you rather whether lose, lose first? So then the bartender comes over and points a gun at Eric. And Eric's like, okay. And he makes him point the gun at the other guy and shoot him. And then he takes the knife, pulls it out of the guy's hand, throws it at the bartender, brings it back, and he grabs it in his hand, stabs him again, so, takes a drink. So awesome. It's like... Bad motherfucker. Magneto is the best. I thought he mm-hmm. was going to In- ask him questions about <laughs> Sebastian. He got a little carried away. <laughs> but he doesn't. He just shoots him in the head and walks away. And I was like, why did he even do the thing with the hand? Why not just in the first place? <laughs> and I have in my notes here. So he walks over, looks at a picture of three of them on a boat. And doesn't ask where is he? And because he, now he's like, oh, he's on a boat. No, no. Well, that solves and it. Maybe, he, he, maybe he did, and they edited it he's out. On you know. a boat. I mean, he must have had his address on the back of the picture. Good. Is my best it guess. Because like, then he shoots the pig farmer. It seems like he stabbed him in the hand, and we there's probably more to that scene where he asks some questions and they tell him the name of the boat and. Well, he knows the name. Because he goes to the boat. He goes right to the boat. I'm telling you, he kept. The then, address is on the back of the picture. So the next time, pretty much the next time we see him, he's attacking this boat. <laughs> I mean, must have had the whole number on or something. I don't know. We tracked this thing down like PO box. So now Charles is drinking a yard, and he's um, and Moira comes over, and he's like, "Ooh, you have a mutation, a very groovy mutation." You would say amber hair. I would say yada, yada, yada. Let's get a drink. And she's like, um, I need to talk to you about your expertise in mutation. And then he goes, starts chatting her up like she's a co-ed. And he's like, she she's goes. She's like, this might work for other people, but I don't give a shit about this. So, <laughs> so then he does his mind control thing. He puts his hand on his temple. And she's like. Tele- telepathy. Why don't you get back to me when you're sober? And he's like, no, I can see this is very important. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Because we're, we're setting up that if he's impaired, his his stuff doesn't work as well for the next movie. <laughs> or is it the next movie? Next yes. Movie. Whichever one. Yeah. Top marks. Yeah. So Sebastian Shaw meets up with um, Colonel Henry on his boat. And he's like, hey, give me my money. I want to get out of here. And pulls out a grenade and asks Emma, hey, is he telling the truth? He's like, yep, he's telling the truth. Because right, he's great. like, who did you tell about our little meeting? No like, one. Nobody. All right, great. You give my money or I'm going to blow us all up. <laughs> Shaw walks over. He goes, no, you won't. And grabs a grenade and pulls the pin. and goes, but I will. <laughs> Throws it. And just as it explodes, you, it, you see Kevin Bacon. And he's pulling it all together. He's like, you're like them. He goes, yeah. <laughs> a lot of mutants don't hang out with non-mutants. It's just how it goes. He goes, my, my power is that I can dance really, really well. What's interesting... His feet are loose. <laughs> What's interesting is can, that 
that energy, it, usually nuclear energy degrades things, mm-hmm. but his... Keeps him young. Keeps him young, which is interesting. And then he touches him and it splits him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And then hit it. and They hear it for the boy? No? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Charles who's having a meeting with the CIA. So there's some CIA people around and he's giving his speech... And they're not really into it. And he goes, well, I can see how you wouldn't be interested considering you were worried about what kind of pie they have in, in the commissary. Apple pecan. I'd eat the shit out of that. Sound delicious. And one I've never heard of. I mean, and they're like, I've seen this trick before. What are you next? Are you going to give me a number, number between yeah. uh, one and a hundred? He goes, well, I could do that. Or I could talk about the Jupiter missiles in Turkey. And they're like, oh my God, you brought a fucking spy in here. Uh-oh. I was like, I'm not a spy. They're okay. yelling. So then Raven stands up and turns into that guy. And this convinces them that he's not a spy. I the know, fact like that she kind of the best is the ultimate ever. spy, so we which is kind of her deal. A shapeshifter shifter and a telepath? Are there better spies? Mm. Right? Uh, Black Widow and Cockeye. They're not better Cockeye? spies. <laughs> First off, Cockeye's got a whole other problem. <laughs> but I don't know that they're as good a spies as someone that can telepath and someone that's a shapeshifter. No. She is the ultimate spy. He can't see very well. (laughs) (laughs) He he had an accident. I don't know if you heard. He got caught in his eye. In his eye. He was was redoing his bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) There was a mishap with a razor. (laughs) Oh, cockeye. Oh, cockeye. (laughs) What about Nick Fury? Nick Fury better spy. (laughs) You mean Dick Fury? (laughs) No, Vic Fury. Dick Dick, Dick Fury? Dick Fury. He's got a hairy dick. But you said better Jesus spies. I mean, in, in, in reality, I don't want your shoes on my, on my pants, thank you. In reality, these would be the best spies ever. I mean, it's, it's hard to be. She could walk in as fucking anybody. Like he's, yeah. Now she's Kennedy. And hey, guess right what? Over. She might be Black Widow. You don't know. She's could be. Or he could be. He could be. <laughs> she could be he's, Hawkeye. You don't know. Think that. <laughs> or he could be Hawkeye. <laughs> He is not Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hawkeye. If Hawkeye was a villain, he'd shoot Hawkeye out of his eyeballs. Which would be very upsetting and tough to deal with. So anyway, it's like Cyclops, but he shoots Hawkeye. The CIA guys, like, Cyclops. <laughs> so the CIA guy says we can't let these guys out on the loose. We have to contain them. And it didn't occur to them that they're about to try to control mutants. Yeah. One that can freeze you. There's there's a level of arrogance. <laughs> right, like, well, all right, you're not leaving now. So no, like, no. Oh, sure we are. It still exists no. today. Of course no, okay. they're going to say, we won't let you but, leave. Like, but all they've shown is that they can transform and that he can read minds. Which are, let's be real, not necessarily offensive abilities. Yeah, again, they don't know what Charles Xavier could do. Like... I mean, if he turns, she turns into Brock Lesnar and starts beating the fuck out of him. But we or don't know what like, her... You're all 12-year-old girls doing each other's hair. Right. But, <laughs> but they don't realize that. They think all he can do is read minds and all she can do is change her shape, but they're not... They're assuming that she's still a weak girl. Right. We don't really know her mass to transfer ratio. Is it an Ant-Man situation? Is uh, she always... Can well, she make Ant-Man herself... Well, Ant-Man thing's awfully inconsistent. Can she make herself into like a giant troll monster and then be as strong as a giant troll? So, she, when she... A Balrock? Because she turned into the Balrock? No. When she changes form, she's, you're pretty much whatever she transforms into, you're that. 
Yeah, she, with she the exception of she does not get their powers. So, so if she turns into thing, she'll be the size of thing, and strength of the she thing. She won't be the strongest thing. She be part of a, and she won't be made of rock. She yeah. she becomes the Hulk. She's not going to be super strong. She might be angry though, but that's for another reason. I'm just saying, like, but they're they haven't shown really offensive capabilities. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the CIA thinks they can just lock them up. Yeah, they sure as fucking can. Well, they don't know that Charles can control minds, just that he can yeah, read minds, and those Charles are different. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> he might have told them to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, Oliver Platt's like, I'll take him. I got a great Oliver facility. Platt, who doesn't have a name in this movie. He's the man in the black suit, <laughs> which is awesome. So I just kept calling him Oliver Platt because the man in black. Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'll take him," and they're on their way. But Moira's talking to a coworker, and as he's getting a drink, he freezes everybody and. Charles enters her mind and goes, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. I just, you know, would like to speak to you. Well, he's got water up his nose, so there is going to be something wrong with him. I was saying that too. I was like, can he breathe? Because his mouth is closed and his nose, one water is going up one of the nostrils. It's like, Charles, did you think this out? Is this guy going to die here? <laughs> Charles really doesn't care about people no. as much as he makes you think he does. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, meet me on the third floor parking garage. So now um, Raven and Charles and Oliver Platt are walking. And he's like, yep, we're not going to your facility. We're going to go wherever the fuck they're going. I feel like... And he's like, we can't do that. And he goes, you want to see another magic trick? Yeah. Get, <laughs> get in the car. car. <laughs> I, have idea. I feel like Charles Xavier is lawful good. But the rules that he follows are not the same as the rest of society. Right. Because So he's on paper. He seems believe, good, but... I don't believe you can be a telepath and respect people. Because no. if you can see what people are thinking all the time, it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it, I, I think that... Charles thinks that he's a higher level of being than a human. But he plays it down. But he plays it. He's looking out for them. He doesn't want the world to end. But he wants do to take care of them like they're cute puppies or bunnies. Yeah. Yes. They're stupid. Yeah. And he <laughs> thinks they should be protected from themselves because he's better and smarter than them. So it's his responsibility to care for all the idiots. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's got to do to make that happen. That's how most of us feel at work. Well, all we're doing <laughs> is taking care of the idiots. <laughs> All right, so Mora meets him on the third floor, and they're off. Well, my supervisor said that he didn't realize that his job would become babysitting grown-ass adults. <laughs> and I'm like, welcome to management. Yeah. So Eric finds Sebastian's boat because, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he sneaks on the boat. And, and he's excited to see him. He's like, I want to see... When's the last see. time that he saw Eric? Because he's very excited. He's like, oh, a minute ago you were torturing him. I want to see Magneto climb the boat like Spider-Man. He didn't. He's, he's Magneto. I know, but he's magnetic. We don't see him fly in this. We yeah. don't see him fly in this, which is, you know, because we know that he could fly. Or he does eventually. He doesn't fly. He levitates. Uh, we don't see him manipulating magnetic the Earth's magnetic field nice. to uh, hover. In this movie, but I do want to see him climbing the boat like Spider-Man using his hands like, <laughs> yes, like suction cups. I wanted that so bad and he doesn't do it. He's up there. <laughs> Only it wouldn't make that noise because he's magnetic, not magnetic, magnetic, not magnetic, magnetic. It'd be cool. They oh, big, great big suckers on their hands. They want to have sex with older women. It's even in your bed, Missy. You weren't. You were under the table. All right, so Emma is like, hey, who is this? And she's like, he's here to kill you, and then kicks his ass off the boat. And when I say kicked him off the boat, like 100 yards off the boat, and Sebastian goes, Emma, 
we don't hurt other mutants. We don't hurt our own kind. And, and which she's is like, funny. he was trying to kill you. He He's like, I don't care. I'm not worried about that. He yeah, really I tried. can't die. <laughs> it shows his level, like, he has no fear about anything. He's, he's, he's pretty much unkillable, you know, with fair exception. Or at rare, least rare this exception. point. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't run into anybody who's given him cause. You can't yet. shoot him, so you what's he give a fuck? What right. are you gonna do? Beat him? Beat me up? You're you Magneto. Can't, you can't beat him. You either. gotta throw a you know throw a. I feel like that's gonna be a magnet at me. But he absorbs the energy, so if you punch him yeah, really hard, kinetic he'll be energy like, doesn't hurt him. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things, like a ballistic vest. If you hit it with a lot of force, it disperses the force. But if you come at it with a knife, hmm? and and I think slowly, I think it's got to be the same thing. Well, I don't want that green one. Those taste like <laughs> air freshener. You can go fill it up again. This episode's brought to you by the Gummy episodes. Bears Band. Thank you for sending gummy bears. I'm telling you right I'll now, sick if I fill it up Audra, who said that she loves these, and Ben and Nikki, those green ones that are supposed to be lime taste like air freshener. And that is why Haribo gummy bears are 100% better. None of them taste like air freshener. It's true. <laughs> I tried to put one in my mouth and it jumped and out. Missed. <laughs> what the hell have you been drinking? I had coffee, but I drank it before the movie even started because our tangents took so long. So during all of this, Charles and the gang show up because it's an amazing timing. Mm -hmm. And Charles is like, there's another telepath on that ship. I'm going to be of no use to you today. I'm like, way to try there, buddy. (laughs) He's like, oh, there's a telepath. I'm out. Yeah. Well, you can read everyone else's mind. (laughs) He he doesn't quite realize that he's stronger than her yet. Well, yeah, he may not be. I mean, his yeah, powers are still does, growing and developing. Well, well, yeah. you got to use your powers to know their limits, and he doesn't realize his yet because he hasn't had to he's test them. He's been too busy right. cheating on tests to get his yeah. PhD. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably been the most powerful thing he's come in contact with, and all of a sudden somebody else has powers. Like, nah, I'm good. He's a coward. Got it. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he did make a team to fight for him when he can just freeze everyone. <laughs> he doesn't ever really leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> um... So Emma is like, hey, there's a really strong telepath on that boat over there. And, and she's no punk bitch, though, so she's like, let's go. That, that, is a, that is a villain thing when they're like, I'm the most powerful villain ever. So you guys go get them for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Thanos and Apocalypse and Xavier <laughs> and Magneto and... Like, I feel like... Thanos did his own dirty... Well, he had no, he those, didn't. those four people go get the gems for him. Yeah, but he did... He also com- participated in the in the genocide so, of all those planets for many, many years. Yeah. It, it comes to a certain point where you're just tired of washing blood off your During boots. the final battle, he's like, go get the stones for me. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait. <laughs> Sat down. <laughs> Look, if you're the most badass person, this management, that's up... He's got a corporate level management where he doesn't actually do any work. Hmm. And when he does, he's pissed off about it. I guess I'll <laughs> fucking do it myself. I think I need to let Elaine borrow my Infinity Gauntlet and take it to work. Corporate <laughs> level management right there. Hey, I'm not that at that level. So I now Eric decides he's going to try. I lead by example. Nobody works harder at my job than me. So, Nobody. So Eric. So Eric. Nobody. So Eric. Nobody. Nobody, baby. I'm the hardest working motherfucker in that place. Bet. Anyway. Bet. Bet. Them doobie facts. So, Eric, can I get through this? Tries to nope. kill everybody by taking the fucking anchor and sending it through the boat. He didn't know that there was a hidden submarine in the bottom, though. That well, who the hell one. would know? To be fair. Also, <laughs> he got to fuck up Shaw's boat, which is kind of cool. Next best thing to kill so the he, dude is fuck up his yacht. So the Hellfire Club escapes into the submarine that no one knew was underneath. 
Which is also cool. Because like, who would? I mean, submarines are a fairly recent technology. I mean... Ish. It's pretty cool that this guy has his own. So they keep finding, like... A fancy, and it's got a groovy fuck pad in it. They keep finding things <laughs> in, like, ancient Greece. It's like, that's a submarine. But it's like a... It's, it's a vessel they went in with, like, a straw that went all the way up. Mm-hmm. So it's technically a submarine. It could be also a diving bell. Which Did have you? been around for a millennia. Yeah, it's, it's just... The, and clearly, I mean, we did, aliens. We we always had the idea for planes and submarines and boats. We just had to figure them out. Right. <laughs> and we've gotten better recently. Yeah. Because we went from flight in like 1903 to the moon in the 60s. Yeah. So. And just because, right. and no telling when the actual hang glider was invented. Because all you need for that is a cliff. And some balls. <laughs> <laughs> and grande huevos. <laughs> and balls as big as church bells. For you and your bait mates. <laughs> I'm calling you and Joe Batemates forever. Who, old bologna sandwich? Yeah, old bologna. <coughs> old BS. I'm sure he'd rather be called Batemate than bologna sandwich. Okay. <laughs> he gave himself that name. Sucks to be him. <laughs> so, now, the submarine is That's taking... That's poop. I'm French. <laughs> Tony wrote Elaine's poop on a piece of paper, and now... <laughs> So now the submarine is leaving, and Eric's like, oh, no, you're not. You're, I didn't say you could leave. And he uses his magnetic powers to hold the sub. But, but see, there's a thing called mass. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's not holding the sub. He's like... He's really just lashed on the back. It. <laughs> it's more like you're Lasso not leaving it. without me. <laughs> so now He lassoed that Bronco and didn't know what to do with no. it. So, so right now he's holding on to the sub, and he's being dragged behind it. Yeah. And Charles Drowned. is like... Oh shit, there's a guy behind him and he's like, You gotta let go. And he doesn't let go. He's like, You gotta let go. So he's like, Fuck. He jumps in the water and holds on to right him. Right on him. And gets into his mind and is like, Hey man, you're gonna die. Yeah. He could have done that from the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't he need to get wet. I mean, that was a good ass jump though. He jumped right on top, right of, on him. top of him. I would have jumped and be like, Shit, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm drowning. Charles Xavier, Olympic swimmer. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe not in the next movie. <laughs> not after the end of this. <laughs> Let me dance again. That's why um, he was so heartbroken. It took away his uh, his Olympic career. <laughs> he did a mean hustle. I'm never gonna dance again. <laughs> so in the water. This is such a good episode. <laughs> so in the water, Eric's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm Charles Xavier." He's like, "I thought it was alone." He goes, "No." Not even a little bit. We're brothers! <laughs> you said you were an Egyptian. That's the sensation you're feeling is the cockening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John was Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my goodness. So, at Oliver Platt's place, we learned that he's in the business of using... Um, looking in, into, like, the occult and all kinds of abilities for America's defense. And Eric's like, or offense. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. yeah. This is the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the men in black. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet Hank, who has a model of the X-Jet right there. Mm-hmm. And Charles immediately outs him as a mutant. He's like, oh, you already have mutants here. Whoops. And Albert Plath's like, Hank? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you didn't know. I'm sorry. He's like, ah, no big deal. Never mm-hmm. seen him with the shoes off. And then they're like, what's your superpower? Being super smart? And Charles is like, yes, but also funky feet. And he goes, no, he says, you could show off we're among friends. 
And he takes but off also his shoes. funky feet. Yeah. <laughs> takes off his shoes and he's got beast feet. Beast feet. And, I mean... And I'm something. sorry, go back and watch this again and look at Raven. She gets the bedroom eyes. It looks like her timer went off. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> she is, fucking did. She is like... And the chicken was done. Look, this dude, they could have been in love and married. He fucks this shit up so hard. He could have had the chick that looks like anything he wants. He could have, but he ruined it. He ruined it. He cared more about his ugly feet. All he had to do was tell her she was that bad. And who cares? Wear shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how long you know me? Um, I've never seen your feet. Dude. Ever, ever no. seen my feet? Does Tony wear socks or go barefoot? I don't know. You know she don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't removed feet or gross. I'm not even sure I've seen his shins. To be honest, there you go. Man always wears pants. I'm just saying. I think I saw him in a they t-shirt for like, once by accident. They know him for like ten years. It's like beast, lighten it up, buddy. Yeah. I have seen him run a five k though. Well, you see me walk a 5K and then limp a 5K and then sit down but a 5K. let me guess. He was wearing pants, though, right? Well, it was like fucking 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure. fair. He could, Tony could be a mutant, and we wouldn't know. I'm just saying. You know Ugly well, feet are not the end of the world, Hank. I will say. You can lift 10 tons, dude. I will say my dad is also someone who I, like, never wore shorts. She's not sure that he has feet. <laughs> Most people don't see each other's feet. It's Who cares? I've seen Carly's feet lots of times. And she's seen mine. Well, yeah. she wears flip-flops. Flip-flop anyway, so in 1963 here, Sebastian is watching TV in the submarine. <laughs> like you did. And this is the most amazing thing in the entire movie. <laughs> this guy's in a submarine in the fucking Arctic, yeah. and it has perfect TV. I say this because when I was in the Navy, we would try to catch, you know, TV broadcasts, and it was fuzzy as shit. And this was the early 2000s. Can we talk about how douchey he is? What? He's in the Arctic. Uh-huh. And he wants oh, he some makes ice. Get ice. <laughs> so he makes well, her no, go up and cut the so ice. So they talk about Emma talks. They talk about the telepath, and if he gets into um, his head, it won't be as much fun as she is. So he's like, "Well, I got this gift from the Russians, and it's Magneto's helmet." <laughs> Which. So yeah. Why, why are you, you the Russians making? So the eyeballs block telepathy. Why are the Russians making tele- telepathic? Telepathic. Helmet blockers, and how would they know it blocks telepathy? Who are we trying this on? And if he just no, but he just said, "Look, I got this gift from the Russians." But if she didn't know about it, how did they test it? I think Mm -hmm. they got it and developed it to block her, because if she decides she's going to go off the off the reservation, she can kill almost everybody. It also seems like his uh, nuclear room nuclear also blocks telepathy. Telepathy, because mm-hmm. when Eric went in there, he was in the void. Well, it's radiate, uh, so, radiation shielded, so maybe it's really thick. So what is that helmet made of? And did the Russians make his submarine, and that's why they made the helmet, which was a tiny little radiation... I mean, he's buddies with the Russians. It's very, like... I know they're trying to it's introduce this movie. helmet, but this is dumb. Like, I could have It has used... to come from somewhere. So, Sebastian pushed no, the helmet out, on. Out of their ass? Yeah. Well, they... It makes more sense... Guy. It makes more sense for it makes more sense. How long is it gonna take to that to die? I don't know. It's gonna be a while. So about eight (laughs) o'clock. I'm sorry. I think you misspoke. It's eight o'clock. Oh, eight o'clock. So Sebastian puts on the helmet and asks Emma, "What am I thinking?" And she goes, "I don't know." And he says, "I was thinking of the most exquisite creature I've ever seen." And And this needs ice. Mm. Yeah. Go up there and get some for me. Like, that's one of those things where you're just like, oh, that's really sweet. Because obviously they're, you know, in a relationship. And then he ruins it. 
and makes her a he servant. Kind of shit, he's about to become. I know, but mutant god. This was. I find this scene very powerful as a woman. It really <laughs> resonates with me. You're great. You're just and I a, love all your powers. But you've now, seen. But you're just my servant. Sandwich. <laughs> you're just a servant. But go up there and grab some ice off that iceberg, and she does. Mm-hmm. Cause that's her job. Also, her outfits are awesome. She <laughs> does have a lot of really cool outfits she in this. Wears mm-hmm. so much yeah. white. She's Emma Frost. She's the white queen. She is a the white, white shirt. <laughs> I have on the white queen. cream that's... overalls today. Because and Sebastian the, the, Straw is the black Every time I wear a white shirt, I do about three times a year. I spill on it. I won't spill on myself any other day. The um, the Hellfire Club, their ranks are mm-hmm. chess pieces, yeah. white mm-hmm. and black. So Sebastian Shaw is the Black King, and she's the White Queen. Who's the blo- Who's the White King? It depends. Yeah, it's okay. Donald Donald Pierce at one point, and it's uh, Jean is the uh, White Queen or the Black, black queen, queen at one point, and Selena. And then what's the, her name? Is the Black Queen at one point the Witch? Yeah, what's her name? The Selena is her name. But she has a last name. I can't remember. Selena something. It's not Selena the Witch. She's Magneto. That's a much cooler. She's Magneto name. for the Earth, so she controls dirt and shit. Mm-hmm. She's an Earthbender. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Or is it? No, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty dirty. good. Yeah, she's fucking badass. No, it's more like you, it's more like you sink a mile under the earth. Have a nice day. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, she's, hope she's you, pretty hope fucking badass. Well, to quicksand breathe. is a scary mother, Shane. <laughs> Especially when it's that fast. You talking spiders on the field? But yeah, she she's up Beast. there. <laughs> <laughs> See, lost the weight again. <laughs> See, I always feel bad for mutants like Mystique. With like, oh, she's super badass. Like, have you ever actually looked into this? Because in the higher grade power, she lost. Yeah, she's not. It's like she could turn into whatever she wants. That's cool, but... <laughs> I feel like Mystique is winning... But the Hellfire Club is kind of high. Look, let's be One real One guy here. controls gravity. If you were trying to fit in with humans, there's no one cooler than Mystique. She would be... She blends. She, But she blends in yeah. such a way that she would be the richest, most powerful person. She but if not, you're not probably trying... Probably telepaths. Well, but because she can go into any bank as anybody and impersonate anything and get anything. She could do, and she could be anyone, so then she could theoretically do anything. She could become Taylor Swift and people would just give her things for a day. Yeah, and, but, and her powers, she intuitively matches their eyes and fingerprints too. So I feel mm-hmm. like if you're trying to blend into the human world, her power is just. Oh my God! Level. I would argue, but if that you're Emma not Fro- trying to blend, then her power is pretty useless. I would argue that Emma Frost or any really strong telepath would have even more ability because she can go to that same bank and say, "No, I'm Taylor Swift. Give me all the money," and they'll give it to her because she's Emma Frost who could do that. I'm just saying. And erase all the tapes. And erase all if the she's tapes. Try- and she has one giant diamond. Her body. I <laughs> I understand that, but I'm saying. I think the difference is the perspective. If you're trying to blend and not be noticed, Mystique's power is the ultimate power. But if you don't care about that, Mystique's power is worthless. No, I think the most powerful mutant for me is Jean Grey. Is Angel because he can fly. <laughs> but Angel's a she. Well, there's a, there's a man that Yeah. In this movie, I was talking about. But I would go with Jean And Grey. she's weird because she spits fire. Yeah, well, she's also weird because Phoenix, the Phoenix Force, like Jean Grey, is the most powerful mutant. Well, Period. Well, it's yeah, but that's with the Phoenix a, Force. A celestial power. <laughs> but there's also I'm there's, a celestial. Well, we'll, get well then to she's it. Yeah. I'm the little G when I'm feeling humble. No, she's big G. <laughs> but Angel in this movie wouldn't be Angel. She's more like Dragonfly. Yeah, I, it's I don't understand that. And she yeah. also shows everybody her power in the in the bar. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're gonna get to that. I know. Oh, she's yeah. like, like, the windows are just open. open. All right, we're almost I, there. I we're almost there. Like two. We're almost there. So Hank and Raven have a date. And they have Twinkies. 
Mm-hmm. And she, he, they discuss a serum that he's working on to hide, to normalize the look of mutant abilities. So, and she's like, it wouldn't hurt your powers. No, it doesn't hurt your powers, it just makes you look normal. Because his feet are hideous. And of many people who are not Quentin Tarantino already think feet are gross. And he has extra gross feet. So, like, I can, mm-hmm. it, all of this I mean, completely socks. checks out. <laughs> so, and mm-hmm. she's like, most people don't, you know, take me on dates to try to get my blood. More than other fluids. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. <clears throat> I don't believe he says that. But, but that was like, I was like, nope, I just want the blood. And she's like, too bad you're not being forward. Here's what I'm, I'm like interested in. So then she ta- he takes the blood and they go to share a kiss. Yeah. And Magneto, and Magneto goes there and cock blocks him. Cock blocks him. And he's like, uh, he says, kinky. But if I was you, I would never change the way that I look. And walks away. He's so... planting them seeds, man. He's doing work. I gotta tell you, I'm sad that there was never a Mystique Magneto love story in this iteration. It kind of bothers me. Um, also, do you... So Mystique walks around naked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel... <laughs> I feel bad for Rebecca Romania. Like, no, she doesn't have nipples or like a belly button. Is she just walking around with the vagina out, or do you think it's got like some kind of covering? What? What's? I think she closes I think, it. I think about clo- this. And covers it. I think about this way more than he's on. <laughs> she wants to see. Um, she wants to see her. Because when she's in her natural form, she doesn't actually have normal human. I Orcus. mean, well, your like boobs are a you know it's like an organ, but she doesn't seem to have like nipples. She couldn't like feed a baby. Well, she could if she turned into a woman. Ask, I don't know. Ask Nightcrawler. Well, in the comics, she impregnates a woman. So, she becomes a man and impregnates a woman. And that's how she has Nightcrawler? Yeah. They changed it from the Azizel thing. Huh. So, her, when she turns into somebody, she is that person. But then it wouldn't have her... Never mind. Whose DNA Never mind. would it have? Hers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but if she is that person... Right, then well, it would anyway. be their DNA. I don't know. I don't write the shit. I'm just saying that's what they did. So she could have, like, Bill Gates' baby. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then when the fraternity test came in. He's like, I swear to God, I've never slept with him. I'm sure you did. <laughs> and he'd be like, Maybe I'm sorry. Getting... Otherwise. She could be the ultimate so, baby So, fellas, mama. if you happen to knock up some girl. And... She could be the ultimate <laughs> baby mama. <laughs> don't and shoot you know too high, Mystique. <laughs> So anyway, so Eric walks around and finds a file on Shaw and goes to be feet out of town. Charles is waiting for him when he goes outside and is like, hey, um, you're on to something here. You can be part of something bigger than yourself. He says, I'm not going to make you stay here, but Shaw has his friends. You could use some and leave. But I want to be your friend forever. I love you in a heterosexual way. <laughs> what did you put in that coffee? <laughs> He's his hetero life mate. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So we cut to the next day. We see Cerebro 1.0. Um, and Oliver Platt and Charles are talking about it. And he's going to use that as like a giant antenna to use his mutant ability to find other mutants. Eric interrupts and says, hey, look, if there's going to be someone looking for other mutants, it's going to be me and Charles, not you and Charles. And Oliver Platt says, well, I guess it's up to Charles. And Charles is like, no, nah, I'm going to side with Eric on this one. And he goes, well, fine. Well, then good luck using... Um, my equipment without, you know, without me. And he goes, well, fine. Good luck using your equipment without me. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, fair enough. 
So all's agreed upon, and they go into Cerebro, and Eric calls Charles an adorable little rat. And he goes, don't ruin this for me, Eric. He goes, I was a lab rat. I know one. I know one when I see one. <laughs> and then Hank's like, are you sure you, I can't shave your head? And he goes, don't touch my hair. Ah, <laughs> bald joke, because he's going to go bald, you see. Mm-hmm. And everybody already knows that. Well, not him. So one of the trivia I like in this is when... Uh, James McAvoy find out he was going to be Charles Xavier he shaved his head and they're like oh yeah we need no, you to have hair not yet <laughs> he was like what so they had to put extensions on him oh is that right mm-hmm. that's funny because <laughs> he shaved his head jackass hey um, he, he he tried a lot of people with uh, Gene Hackman didn't shave his head for Lex Luthor he wore a ball cap alright so we see a bunch of mutants in like in like cameos and just, they're all like middle aged <laughs> So I guess they're trying to show you that a lot of people are mutants and either don't know it or haven't come out. Yeah. Like, you may have a really crappy mutation. Mm-hmm. Like bone claws. Hey, there's <laughs> worse ones. See, what's funny is that he's like a super popular mutant. And even like Deadpool's another super popular mutant. But in the hierarchy of powers, they're at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing keeping them alive is that they don't die. They can't. That's well, a pretty... It's a, it's a good a warrior. pretty high level It's a good warrior power. to have on your yeah. team. But... But in the the spinning of the world, it's not... In the hierarchy of powers, they're pretty much, you know, they're in the middle. Really good assassins. Mm-hmm. Like, but you can't you, kill them, but yeah, you can't win them. If you <laughs> can't kill me, and I probably am going to live a really long time, I could learn how to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the life, I can't figure out how Wolverine keeps trying to attack Again, Magneto. Again, I'm a cooler spy. <laughs> it's like, all right, I really wish you were smarter. <laughs> There's no, you can't sneak well, up on him, he's going to smell you. <laughs> ah. And he's got him a couple times, but... That's what it is. So, um, first they go see Angel, who's working as a stripper. And she takes off her clothes and flies. And she has like In this, front of all the windows to mm-hmm. the club. Dragonfly wings on her back that turn into tattoos, I guess. I don't know much about that character. Um, <laughs> so then we see Darwin, who's a cab driver. And they're like, uh, we'd like to go to Richmond, Virginia. And he's like, what, the airport? He goes, I'd like you to drive the whole way. It's like, that's six hours. He goes, well, we'll have plenty to talk about on the way. And Magneto moves the little metal thing to start the clock. And he's like, ooh, mutants. Yeah, I think Magneto is the only one that shows up any kind of powers. Because Magneto doesn't give a shit. That and what's Charles going to do? Yeah. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the jail, they pick up Alex. And I'm, I bet they had the CIA help to get this guy out. He was in solitary. Yeah. And he's kind of dangerous. Banshee sucks at picking up girls and hates fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wolverine cameo, Charles Xavier, Eric Lencia, go fuck yourself. Pretty much. And they leave. And what I noticed in this scene is that he's about to lose a bunch of muscle mass because between now and the Liberty Island incident, he's like 30 pounds small. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> he's jacked right now. That's right. <laughs> he's a, this is the 60s, so 2000, he loses a bunch of muscle. It's a rough going. Yeah. Don't worry, he bulks back up. Yeah. Uh, so Emma is having a problem... And she's like, hey, I can't find the telepath. So she goes and uses another super secret button that's in a box on Sebastian's desk, I'm guessing. Or is that's, that not, where, that's just where the button, the doorbell is. The, door, the doorbell button to the nuclear reactor? Sure. The security on this sub is amazing. <laughs> I guess if you can get in this sub, it's a bad day. You're in the sub yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the circle of trust. <laughs> but I like that she opens up like a little jewelry box as a button. We should do that for your makeup room, honey. We'll put a little lock with a button. You have to open the thing and hit a button. I don't want to have to open a button to get in here. Do you want to push a button? 
I can't even walk downstairs into the kitchen. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so what if it was a bookcase you slid? No, because I come down in here before I'm fully awake. I can't even put water in the coffee pot without dropping the little let, lid of the water reservoir six times. There's no way I could get into this room in the mornings when I'm half asleep. Well, what if he put a slide from the kitchen into here? <laughs> Probably fall out. That would be fun. I'd, slow, I'd slide down it and land on Chael. <laughs> Chael would like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's only half a pineapple right now. <laughs> so... He's comfortable, though. Sebastian is in a nuclear reactor, you know, soaking up the rays, staying young. Yeah. And she tells him that the telepath is recruiting. He's like, all right, cool. Which um, is good for him because it helps him identify more mutants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, I think he would just let him do it. Yeah, find all the mutants for me, and then I'll come recruit them from you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's got a really good sales pitch. Come with me. They're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you don't come with me... We're enemies. By the way, I'm very powerful. And, and everyone with me is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eric and Charles play chess on the, the Lincoln Steps, I think. Yeah. And they dis- discuss all the minds that Charles is touching. And he's doing such, such good work. And this is great. And Eric is like, yeah, identification is where it starts. Before you know, they're going to wrap everybody up and put you in concentration camps. And it's like... Sound familiar? He's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened to the Nazis. They're like, yeah, we just want to know who the Jews are. That's it. All right, I'm just going to round up the Jews and keep them together. Yeah, we're going to kill everybody. Yeah. So, he can't really say that's not going to happen to him. Right. He's lived through it. He's like, let me show you my tattoo. Yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't happen. Let me show you my tattoo again. Elaine wants to show us a picture of Skechers. They look like a Nintendo controller. That's pretty cool. That's okay. (laughs) All right, I'm glad Elaine's paying attention. I was doing my thing here. I am listening. At least I'm not playing a game on my phone like Carly. Oh! Boom! I'm still right. participating. So, and I just want to point out, during the last episode, you were yelling at me for being on my phone, and look at you right now! That's because you were not participating, and my episode was super boring, because you wouldn't engage. There was no tangents, there was no fun, it was just boring. What you do on my episodes, you just decide you're not going to talk about anything at all. Whereas I like to make sure that people are entertained and having a good time. So I, I talk, talk about, about Nintendo stuff, like issues. these cool Skechers that have cupcake emojis on them. <laughs> <laughs> so all the new recruits get together in like their little recreation Which room. you would do. Which you of would do. Of course, because and they're... And they show off. Yeah. They're all like, they're teenagers, I don't know, early 18 20s. to 26. Although, And they never like, met um, another person like them before. It's exciting. What's his name, the one Darwin. that adapts? Darwin, he's older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not that. So, and they oh, give each other. Yeah. They give each other their own nicknames, and and everybody else. They name everything in this fucking movie. Yeah, but Angel. You're Magneto. Is... This is Xavier's mansion. This is the X Men. Like, yeah, calm but down. they don't give Angel a cool name. She's just fu- That's just her stripper name. <laughs> they gave her her stripper name. The best yeah. part is when Banshee. The whole point is, is like, that she... I want to be Mystique, and Banshee's like, "Damn, I want to be Mystique." <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I mean, but no, the whole point is that Angel didn't want to be a stripper anymore, so what did they do? They gave her her stripper name. They should call her Dragonfly. Dragonfly! I have thoughts. Oh, I have <laughs> And they all get good names except for Hank, who Alex wants to call Bigfoot. And <laughs> Raven's like, you know, see if that guy's a big feet. He's got a gigantic pair of socks. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Alright, so mm-hmm. we have a meeting with the CIA... And they are split on sending the X-Men into the field or not. 
And Moira it says chases Eric just to find them having a little fun. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Moira, Charles, and Eric. <laughs> yeah, words are hard. <laughs> Have stood up for them and said they're dedicated. So they're good and they're, and they're good, good young people. And then as soon as they do that, they walk to the little recreation room and find them. And they had broken a bunch of things and they were jumping around. And Hippie Hippie Shake is playing. And everybody gets this is awkward because they stop immediately, except for Raven, who's like, we're going to call you Magneto and you're <laughs> Professor X and it's going to be awesome. And Charles is like, I expected be, better of you. And they might be away. drunk. But she's the only one who doesn't like tone it down immediately. Yeah. Everybody else just stops. She keeps going. <laughs> All right. In the field, Charles and Eric are in an army truck. And they're running into some Russian guards. And they're like, oh, shit. We didn't know there was going to be guards here. What should we do? Everybody panic. And Charles is like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and they stop. And the Russians want to see what's in the back of the truck. They're like, sure, open it up. And they look, and there's nothing there. But then you see that Charles has his hands on his on his temple, so you know he's using his mind powers. <laughs> and as the truck doing, driver looks so confused. <laughs> and as they're done... <laughs> Eric, I knew there was a bunch of fucking people back there. Eric Pat's... Uh, Charles on the shoulder, like, thank God you got us out of that one. I'm like, you Magneto. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can stop the bullets. <laughs> but it is supposed to be a secret. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, he, like, oh no, yeah, they got to do a secret Shoot mission you. if Magneto just, kills everyone. Mm. Like, shit happens. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get to the Russian meeting, and we see that the Russian general's meeting with Emma, who uses her mind powers, and they go into the thing. Charles uh, uses this to learn that Sebastian is not there, and he's like, all right, time to go. And Eric's like, fuck that shit. She knows where Sebastian is, and I'm going to get that motherfucker. He's like, well, you can't do that because that's the CIA international incident. I'm not CIA. He's like, I'm not CIA. I'm not American. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, bye. Peace and air grease. Mm-hmm. He just runs off and starts taking them out. Eric air goes grease? in, and he doesn't. Air grease. It, oh. Peace and hair grease. It's a thing. It's like chicken says. grease. Peace and chicken grease? No, yeah. Peace, love, happiness. Peace and chicken grease. hair grease. It's always hair Guess grease. Guess what's B? chicken grease? What's up? Uh, what's happening? Is Timmy caught in a well? <laughs> oh, she's hungry. It's only four o'clock. Doesn't mean she's not hungry. <laughs> she probably wants to go on another walk. He does. So, can we finish this? All right, so Eric goes nope. in and he's about to kill all these motherfuckers, but doesn't. He, like, ties them up in barbed wire or he'll knock them out or whatever. And we see that Emma has convinced the Russian general that they're having sex, but she's eating a chip reading a magazine. Yeah, because she's not going to have sex with this dude. But she can and make him think hilarious. that. Charles decides that he can't leave Eric and goes chasing after him. and starts putting kill him, everybody. He starts putting everybody to sleep. Yeah. And then he must run really fast because he catches up he, to he Eric. Runs. He's good. I mean, next time we see him runs with Beast. Yeah. Who's Very fast. Significantly faster. Yeah. So they bust in the door, and we see Emma, and she's like, hi. And she turns to diamond form, so Charles can't penetrate her mind, and tries to run. But they're like, no, no. Mm-mm. And tired to the bed, Magneto uses his, his metal powers to tire to the bed. The brass of uh, rails. And, and it's shit. like, Charles, get in her mind. It's like, you're not going to get in her mind when she's in diamond form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric's like, cool, I'll just choke her. <laughs> I'll just break her diamond form. <laughs> Which... He shouldn't be able to break her diamond. No, not with a brass fucking bed. (laughs) (laughs) So he's strangling her with the brass bed, and it breaks her diamond form. And he's like, hey, there you go. Talk to everything you want. If she does it again, give her a gentle tap. (laughs) (coughs) So Charles gets into her mind, 
showing he's a stronger telepath. Otherwise, she'd be able to stop him. And we see Sebastian's plan is to put missiles in Turkey, missiles in Cuba, and have both sides shoot them and kill everything except for mutants, and they'll be the dominant species. It's very apocalypse sounding. It's actually very, I mean... It's, that's what Apocalypse always does. He always wants everyone to die and only the mutants live. And so, well, so Shaw's get like, all the humans and kill each too. other, and then we take the world. But that's I mean, pretty much what. Um, I mean, it's classic espionage, but it's pretty much what all dominant species do. They in, they take over the land and they kill off the other dominant species so that they're the only ones there. Right. I mean, it's what humans do, but it's what other invasive species do too. It's like what, if you're top of the food chain. So during tribal stuff. times of like Europe and That's the why US, there are no Neanderthals. No, but like there were tribes that are, that are extinct because they got wiped out by stronger tribes. And it's just what things do. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why so there's, there's a lot of people. Right. <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Um, so we go back to the facility where there's CIA officers harassing mutants. Mm-hmm. Not a good plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing, Miss B? They're like, why don't you show us how you're freaks? So the Hellfire Club shows up and they kill everyone. Everyone? It's quite everyone. literally raining men. I think yes. that is hilarious. What, there's raining men? <laughs> that Hazel just takes them up, drops them, goes yep. back, takes them up, drops them, goes back. <laughs> Shaw wants to know where the more evolved people are, and they shoot him. Like, also, not a good plan. They didn't know that wasn't going to work. No, they didn't know that wasn't going to work. But, but after they learned shot, it real quick. But after the, first, the after the first couple guys shot him, they probably should have stopped. Because yeah. at one point, he's standing there, and they're shooting at him. Oh, come on. And he gets all of the energy Look. and then kills them all with a stomp. Look, there's no way that you could imagine or be prepared for a man that could stand up to a bazooka. Stop thinking Prague Police and start thinking PlayStation. Did you just quote Triple X? I did. Mm-hmm. Son of a know. bitch is smoking. Because that is the best line in that movie. That is my I've never done favorite that. That's a high, uh, bar. That is he wears I a baby. Just, the, my favorite tertiary object is Vin Diesel's baby, because Triple he wears X? a fur coat the whole time. And the best line in that whole movie is "Stop, stop thinking, thinking Prague, Prague police and start the placing." And then he said, and then one of the Ivans goes, "It's heat seeker," which why the fuck would you even bring a heat seeking missile on this mission? We'll talk about that during Triple X episode. All right, so mm-hmm. he kills all the people. Um, and then these guys eye. have got to be the dumbest fucking agents in history. Because now the mutants are trying to help. And they're like, no. Come here. We got this. There's mutants here. We have to kill them, not you. How's that work out for them? They're all dead. <laughs> they probably were told to keep the mutants in the room. But... Yes, they should have let them help. Yeah, so um, I don't care what I was told when the mutants show up. We have mutants. Yeah, go ahead. Go fight. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Expendable. Well, they're just kids, too. And, so the, and the grown-ups with guns cannot imagine that the mutants... So also wrote, they're a special brand of stupid. <laughs> so the Hellfire Club is able to kill them all, except for one guy who's at the back while Sebastian's giving his speech, and he starts shooting at them again because you're the only guy that this would work for. And he goes, Azazel... Yeah. He also shows up behind him and kills him. If you're the last guy alive with a gun, are you going to shoot at the guys that Fuck just no, killed no, I'd have been body? gone. No, I'm going to pretend I'm dead until they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I work for the government. Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this. No. 
So Sebastian gives a good sales pitch. He's like, hey, look, you could be a slave or you could rise up to rule. And if you're not with us, you're against us. This is a really good sales pitch. They just watched this team annihilate a whole army of CIA agents. Without breaking a sweat. Right, so Angel's real quick to switch sides. She's like, Misa, give up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because my new friends gave me, wouldn't let me change my stripper name. So <laughs> I'm not sure that's my new <laughs> So she immediately switches sides, and Darwin looks legit hurt by this. But then he's like, hey, I'm switching sides too. And he's like, good man, what's your ability? He's like, I adapt. Great. And then he grabs Angel and is like, Alex, do it! And Alex shoots. They kind of set up. He did a little pre-setup with Alex real quick. Yeah, he does a little, um, he shoots at him with his mag, with his powers. His Havoc powers, his which havoc are pretty powers, cool. Which and are. Yes. Except See, for the fact that he's shooting at a guy that absorbs energy. And let's be real. He will know that. He will now. So Shaw absorbs the energy, puts it in a little ball. Darwin goes to punch him. Also not a good plan. He blocks him and sticks the energy in his mouth. Now, shouldn't Darwin have been able to adapt to this? I think he. I think if you watch it, he tries to. He tries, but it was he changes too and he starts to die. But then he comes back and he starts to. Die. And I think he. he I think just, he like almost did, much, but it was just too much. It was too much power in too much a concentrated ball. Maybe he might be able to defend himself if Alex had hit shot him, him. Had shot him, but. When you're, it's kind of, I wonder if it's like the firecracker in the hand versus the firecracker in an open palm. Nice. (laughs) All right. Your your wife's opening your pickle jars for the rest of your life. Catch it. I gotta be. All right. (laughs) Elaine has brought Miss B up into her lap, and she's not really a lap-sized lap dog. But back in Russia... General meets up with Sebastian and tells um, that Americans are putting missiles in Turkey, prompting Russians to put missiles in Cuba. And he's like, yeah, but we don't want to do that. General doesn't want to do that. And the Hellfire Club shows up and he's like, I'm in. (laughs) So Charles um, shows up and tells the X-Men, goes to the facility. He's like, hey, you're all going home. This is too dangerous. Like, bullshit. They killed Darwin. We need to get... And all of a sudden, they're the Avengers because... Charles is like, we will avenge them. Technically, Darwin committed suicide. If he hadn't instigated that attack, then Shaw would have just left. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill mutants. No, they don't attack their own kind. He was not going to take a traitor in his midst. No. But he didn't want to kill Darwin. He wanted to wait until Darwin came over to his side naturally. Yeah. But when Darwin tried to kill him, he's like, okay, fuck this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He will be an example. So Charles is like, well, we can't stay here and we have to train. We have a good week. You guys got to become super mutants (laughs) in a week. No problem. Well, because he's the smartest ever, so he'll be able to figure out how to make them super mutants. Between Mm -hmm. him and Beast. So they go off to the uh, X-Mansion. So Emma is was captured, and they brought her to the CIA. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this is Emma Frost. If she doesn't want to be there, she could just leave. Yeah, but she doesn't. She the mutants left. Yeah, the only you, chance they had of keep keeping her... her there was having Charles there. Yeah, you have to induce a coma or something on her. Man. Well, and she like okay, so they're talking about her behind the two way glass, and then she cuts the glass and is like, actually, how can you stop us? Yeah. But then she says, she's still in captivity. She says it's not a war. A war is not coming. A war implies that both sides have a chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, she's not wrong. Because <laughs> guess what? If you try, if you decide you're going to kill um, Logan, good luck. They tried that with a nuclear bomb, but it didn't work. They tried that with a lot of things, it didn't work. 
I mean, an atomic bomb was dropped on top of him, and he lived. Mm-hmm. And the dude he was shielding with his flesh. Deadpool mm-hmm. had his head cut off. He just grew a new body. Mm-hmm. In the second movie, his legs had cut off. He was Pooh Bear in it. <laughs> All right, so Americans have a meeting, and they decide they have to block the missiles coming from Russia going into Cuba. This, my friends, is known as the Cuban Missile Crisis. The real version. The real version is what really happened. Yeah, this is what really happened. Not that fake stuff. So we have another montage at the X-Mansion. Eric tells Charles that um, he must have really suffered growing up here. And Raven's like, well, I made it much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was being sarcastic. (laughs) Eric Lencher was tortured by Nazis. (laughs) Eric Lencher in his youth was tortured by Nazis. And Charles Xavier was living in a mansion. Where he could control... Every person. <laughs> Charles got to Wasn't adopt tough. Mystique as a pet. And Charles Eric was, was being tortured by Nazis. Yes. And Eric was the pet. He was oh, Sebastian's pet. They're so cute. So we got a voiceover from Kennedy about the Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis. What are you looking at? Are you looking at your uh, We cut to Charles. I mean, who's about to shoot Eric. Eric wants him to shoot him in the head, point blank. And he's like, come on, I can stop the bullet. You know I can. He's like, well, then you're not pushing yourself. You need to push yourself. Says I can't shoot anybody, let alone a friend. Um, Alex is having a hard time focusing his energy. They go to a bomb shelter. So we find that his stepfather was very paranoid about nuclear war. Banshee shatters glass. Beast and Charles Again, go for a for run. The fifth time. Banshee can't fly, so they push him out of a window because they, they think, think he can ride he can, the, the sound waves. waves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another run this time. Is Hank that how is told, sound waves work? I mean, if they're strong enough, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't has, know. That's why I asked. So they have. Um, he has that suit to. The squirrel suit. Catch the sounds. So they they have sonic weapons where they shoots a sound and it will push you. They've used sound to. Is, is that like a giant electromagnetic pulse that you shoot into the Earth's core to make an earthquake happen on the other side of the world? So on another run, Hank lets the beast free and have, laps Charles. They have uh, units of sound that'll hold water. In mm-hmm. place and stuff like that. So, you, if it's strong enough in the right frequency, it can lift I mean, things. the only sound wave I've ever seen used as a weapon is the septic. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> she did. She did this. Uh, I'm I'm being cool. Look in her in her in her eyebrows. It was really funny. Wait, wait. That's the shut I'm, up, nerd. I'm, doing, I'm, gonna, the, I'm yeah. gonna say something cool. I don't. Think All right, Clint Eastwood. No, no, no. I wasn't. It wasn't that I'm gonna say something cool. It was I'm gonna say something that only you would appreciate. Uh, so and you loved it. We cut to Raven, who's working out, but she looks like a normal human. And Eric comes by and is like, how can you really um, be yourself or be your best when you're always half-concentrating on looking like this? Mm. You should just be yourself. You're beautiful. So then he takes the weights and drops it on her. She has to change her form back. Mm-hmm. Alex can, can, still can't focus, but now he's got a little circle on his chest, but he still sucks at it. <laughs> um... Banshee's now on top of an antenna. He couldn't fly before, but now they gave him wings in his suit. And she, he's like, Eric, I gotta, Eric pushes him off of the thing, and now he can fly. I got to tell you that Havoc's power mm-hmm. is way cooler when it's like atomic rings around him yeah. than when it's focused in a, in a disc. In the movie, this movie, they don't do his power right, but it's fine. It's whatever. Well, his power, him and his brother, it's not really a power They open up a... Plane, well, his dimension. his power is he absorbs uh, energy, so he absorbs. He's like, also, like Shaw, kind of, but it's it's radiation. So his problem problem with havoc, he has to wear the suit in the comics because he's always absorbing radiation, and 
if he's if he absorbs so much radiation, he has to get rid of it or he'll blow up. And like, while oh, he's yeah. holding all this radiation, you guys are getting all the cancer. Mm-hmm. But but he he almost beat Hulk one time because he absorbed like all the a shitload of the gamma radiation out of him. But he's like polka dot man. You have to let them go. Yeah, him. there's a few. There's a couple <laughs> of comics cooler. <laughs> where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he goes, "Is the space shuttle flying?" And they're like, "Why?" He goes, "Is the space shuttle flying?" And they're like, "No." He goes, "Okay, cool." Boom! <laughs> just blasts all the fucking energy he's got in. So. I have to let this out. All right, so Hank fills up a mannequin. <laughs> like, he puts <laughs> yeah, an X on a mannequin, him. and he grabs the boob. I never noticed it Yeah, I saw time. that too. Yeah. I was like, what's with the boob I was grab? like, did he just grab a boob? <laughs> so John rewinds it, and then forgets to look the second No, I wrote, did he just fill up a mannequin? <laughs> and then rewound it again. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> and Eric's... <laughs> Uh, not Eric. Uh, Charles is standing on one side and Hank's standing on the other, and he's like, "I trust you, Alex. <laughs> Just shoot." And he shoots Hank's the man. Hank's like, "I don't." Yeah, <laughs> sliding away. No thanks. And Alex still thinks that Hank is a bozo. Charles is able to get Eric to use love instead of hate, which amplifies his powers, and now he's able to move large objects because he's able to move the antenna. It's a huge way. antenna, like a mile or two away. Why is that on Charles Xavier's house? Why does he have that kind of a... Why is that giant satellite dish next to his house? So he can get all the channels. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1962. There's only three. No, he's getting the channels in Canada and Russia and... They don't even have Barbados. TV Barbados. They got TV in Barbados. I don't know. All right, so we see a newsreel and there's... They don't even have TV in outer prices. space. They're watching reruns from 1962. There was no toilet paper in any of the stores right now. Mm. It was like COVID. Mm-hmm. So Hank has a surprise for Raven... And it's Is the it toilet serum. paper? That's no. right. No, it's a serum. Mm-hmm. And she's not so sure about it anymore. She's yeah. like, we should be able to be ourselves. And like, he's like, Magneto said no, I was pretty. So. No one will ever like us because you're blue and I have big feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the same. It's like somebody really did this, somebody really but, did a message on fucking Beast. But poor what guy. he says is so <laughs> offensive because she doesn't give a shit about anybody else. She wants him to like her blue form. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's gross. Ew. Yeah. Yuck. It's and this is where he blew his chance. Yep. And, and she's she like, was okay. Like, Magneto, you said and so, something about... And, and she took her timer and threw it in the bin. <laughs> yeah. So and we, she was like, that's defective. And we see where <laughs> and we see where Mystique has been turned. Because society should want to be like us. She's like, oh, too far. Instead of, I want to just be me. Now you need to be me. Yeah, and Eric the whole time is like, you are beautiful the way you are. You are a unique constellation of events. He's like, you are beautiful no matter what they say. And words can't bring you down. (laughs) You're beautiful. And he's like, you gross, you're blue. (laughs) So Charles and Eric are playing chess again and discussing that Sebastian needs to be stopped. I play chess, but I don't think I would want to play with Charles. Mr. <laughs> can read your mind. I know. <laughs> well, they mentioned that, that Charles won't read his mind when they're playing chess. Well, he says but he that. always wins. He but says he does that. Also Wink. <laughs> but what is the proof that Charles is not reading yeah. your mind? He's a good per... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, he hasn't, he said so? He like, hasn't done really creepy things like, to Jean Grey. Let's Gray play yet. pinball instead. <laughs> Creepy things does he do? I won't use Oh, he like molested her when he was a child. He He didn't molest her. He molested her. But he he is down for the gene. There's some. I'm a mentor. No, no. He like molested her. And then he he put up psychic blocks in her mind so she didn't know it. He didn't molest her. That's a bit far, John. Is it not almost there? It's almost there. Thank you. But there is. (laughs) But she was. He was a creepy fuck to Jean Grey. Yeah. Okay, but that's not the same as a molester. 
He might as well have. He mind molested her. He took advantage of her being being a mentor and stuff like that. Is he Xavier is, is not a great person. He's a terrible human being. He's done some I bad mean, stuff. I mean, imagine if you grow up in a situation like that where you can control everything. But everyone... It's amazing that he has any humanity. Everyone, everyone <laughs> is like right. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Carly's right. It's amazing that he's not, you know, a all bad guy. great figures in history have done bad shit. Mm-hmm. People, it's like when you hear about like, uh, you know, Martin Luther King had um, kids out of wedlock. Yeah. Like, evidently, he cheated on his wife a lot. Yeah, but they never talk about that because that'll ruin the message. Right, which doesn't have anything. To do with the so, um, like so they're, they're, they're talking about Shaw, and Charles is like, Shaw needs to be stopped, and I was like, No, no, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, he'll be stopped. Like this, I'm I'm not going to stop him. I'm going to kill him. And Charles Which is like, will stop him. he's like, you know, killing him is not going to bring you peace. And he's like, peace was never an option. He's like, I don't want peace. I want revenge. I'm a revenger. He's like, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> so Hank takes the serum. It's really not your place to tell me otherwise. Yeah. He's like, I know you what he did. I've him. lived. I've seen it. I felt it. For your mom wasn't end. killed by like, him. Okay, I'm fucking killing. I don't care what you say. So Hank takes a serum and it doesn't do what he planned, what he designed it to do. It actually enhances the cells. Makes sense. And I really like this because throughout the movie, Hank has been amazing at everything. Mm-hmm. Always gets everything right, never has anything yeah. wrong, perfect. Other than that thing with Well, Mystique, he's super, he's, super smart. Yeah, but he has a mistake. This is what's important about movies is that your heroes have to fall. Mm-hmm. He has to have a mistake. I don't think Beast is ever my hero. Well, he's he's never, cool, though. He's never anybody's go-to. <laughs> like, I, I never heard anybody say, well, who's your favorite X-Men? Beast. Beast. <laughs> no one picks Beast. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's cool. Maybe that's why he took this. Who's serum. your favorite X Men? Magneto. My favorite X Men. Mm-hmm. Magneto's not an X Men. Deadpool. He's also, also not an, an X Men. Drainee. Who, who's your? He had the best. Um, who's your favorite X Men? Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite X Men? Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, well, still not an X Men. X uh, Wolverine. Oh no. Maybe no. Gambit. No, Jean Grey. Maybe long shot. Jean Grey's so Jean boring. Grey. Jean Grey's your favorite? Yeah. Really? So she boring. is the most powerful. There is no <laughs> iteration of Jean Grey where she was not boring. I mean, if I'm looking for like cool that I want to hang out with kind of cool, then it's going to be Wolverine. Because he's cool. Or Gambit. Gambit's so cool. Definitely not Jubilee. <laughs> Sparkles. I mean, most X-Men. You know, in the, in the comics, Banshee's X... Uh, you know, uh, SIS and, you know, or whatever, Interpol agent, like, they're, they're they're cool in the comics. That's one of, me and Ben were talking about this the other day, it's one of the problem with these X-Men movies is they want to make them all little kids. Mm-hmm. And none of the X-Men, well, maybe like Jubilee and Kitty, are like little kids. So it's like, instead of Banshee being this ex-Interpol detective that knows all this shit, he's like this kid that can't pick up girls. It's like, that's not quite a character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they gotta do what they gotta do. So Eric goes into the room and to find Raven, and she's naked in his bed. And he's like, not tonight, Raven. I want to go to bed. Go away. He's maybe like, in a few years. Maybe in a few years. And then she turns into Rebecca Romaine O'Connell. <laughs> wow. And says, what about now? Like, what about now? It's like, I like you better the I like way you're the supposed real Raven. to look. So then she turns into Jennifer Lawrence again. He says, no, the real you. Which is great. This turns into one of those memes all over the internet. Yeah. One of the you. The real you. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he's not going to have sex with her, but then Clive's in the bed with her, chats her up a bit, tells her how beautiful she is, and then kisses her. A man you send in makes signals. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to lose his, sh- his shot later. 
he's he, playing he's playing the long game. Yeah, but he's this poor girl's got mixed sig- signals and you know what? She's right. He's an asshole. You shouldn't, you know, be in or out, okay? He has a hard on, but it's not for her. <laughs> so uh Raven walks naked through the house and this freaks out Charles and she's surprised that he's upset. I'm sorry, if your little sister walks into the room naked, it freaks you out. Hundo P. Anybody walks in a room naked that, you know, yeah, it's still at least naked. something. She's still naked. Just because she's blue doesn't mean she's not naked. I mean, she's standing there butt booty naked. No bueno. But she's trying to make a statement. And she did. So the next day she puts on clothes. And think, <laughs> because Jennifer Lawrence did not want to sit there that long while they painted her entire body. Fair enough. Which who would? Oh, yeah. That's why in the later movies she's like, I must wear clothes all times yeah. as Mystique. And <laughs> CGI me blue. Yes. But then, to be fair... Uh, I read in a, um, whatever article thing, Rebecca Romaine Stamos or Coconnell, mm-hmm. O'Connell. O'Connell uh, said after she did Mystique in the first movie, she cried, peed, and other every other body chemical that came out of her was blue for like six months. She said it was terrible. So mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that it got better for JL there, but uh, that's got to suck. Because... <laughs> Because that's the thing is like, everybody's like, oh, they all know this makeup stuff. I don't know that too many people have been painted head to toe blue for hours and days and months. Also, you know? it seems like there was no reason to paint her. They could have just put her in a blue suit. Well, she does wear a suit in the comics. Like, she has an outfit she wears. She doesn't have to be naked. That was just something they did. All right, so the next day we see that Hank made suits and that he's destroyed the lab. What happened in here? We don't know. And like That's what Tony goes... Uh, so, Charles, you can feel people, but you didn't realize that he was in agony. Having violent in seizures. <laughs> in, this, uh, in the lab right down the hall. Yeah. Well, he's too busy uh, jerking it to Einstein pictures. He's like, what is that? Oh, it's just Hank. And one of the reasons that he takes the serum in the second movie is to block out all the unintentional shit that comes in. Yeah. If he's mm-hmm. not actively filtering at all times. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. So, hold on. This is important. So, the next day, when they're in there, they find the suits. And they say, do we have to wear these? Well, since none of us have mutated to endure extreme G-force or bullets, I guess we have to suit up. Mm-hmm. Bullets! Yes, but also... All right, all suited up. Mm-hmm. Beast shows up and explains the I don't serum. think they were bulletproof. and He said they were. <laughs> yeah, but was it on the was it on the special beast note card? It was on the label. It was on the label. Maybe it got in through the spot where the the shirt met the pants. It came untucked. <laughs> <laughs> so beast the shirt up. was too short. <laughs> and says, maybe it came in through the pocket. <laughs> says that it, it enhanced the cells and designers are trying to save you, ladies. So Eric tells him, "You've never looked better, mate." And he grabs him by the throat and is like, do not mock me. And he's like, I'm not. Oh, wow. I'm being honest. No, because Magneto thinks he's awesome now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Alex is like, yeah, man. Now I got a new name for you, too. He's a mutant supremacist. Beast. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Which is a pretty badass nickname. But they've been calling him Beast the entire movie. It's not a new name. Yeah. And yeah, Charles, is he's a smooth talker. If you're a mutant, he's all up in there. Yeah. His little thing went, went bing. All right, and we're off. So we have general quarters, general quarters. That's right, Ben. It's time to put your pants into your socks. Ben gets that. Yeah, I know. So Russians and Americans are ready to go to war. Hellfire Club takes over the cargo ship that has the missiles on it. And it's about to cross the, the line, and uh, the Americans are going to fire on if it crosses the line. So 
So the Russians call the radio of the Americans say, hey, look, we've told that ship to turn around. It's not listening. Do not fire. The Americans think it's a ruse. Like, yeah. It's sold Michael Ironsides. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. well, good to see him. He's always good. Mm-hmm. I really wish he had a bigger role in this. Yeah. There was a lot of people in the on these ships that I recognized. Really? That they just didn't. And, like Good character in, actors. Yeah. And the same with, like, in the... Um, in the government scenes. Like, there's yeah. well-known actors in those scenes. They're just not getting much, you know. They just, they're in the movie. It's an so, X-Men movie. The know, Americans don't believe it, and they're about to fire on this cargo ship. But just then, Charles is like, oh, oh I have God. an idea. He takes over one of the Russian officers' brains and has the Russians shoot down their own cargo ship. Yeah. Which is a really good idea. And the Russians are like, hey, man, good, good job. job. You just saved war. Put him Put in the brig. Put him in the brig. <laughs> Um, so Hellfire Club like, has wait, what to, happened? <laughs> Hellfire Club has to have a new backup plan. And they're able to figure out that Shaw is underwater because they forgot that he had a sub earlier in the movie. If only we had sonar. That's true, they did They can't that. find they him. They didn't know he had the sub. <laughs> if only oh. we had sonar. But we do. And Banshee's about to use his Banshee. Ah. Noise. <laughs> Because it comes from the land of the ice and snow. And, okay, so Charles can't find him because Shaw... Shaw's in the in the room. In the void. Yeah, but there's his Hazel and Riptide. But they're yeah. in the room too, right? No. No, they're oh, just really? in the rest of the sub. No, I sub. thought they were all in the, no. the, the Magneto <laughs> he's, helmet he's room. He's just not looking for the right people. Just like earlier when he said, I'm not going to be any help, there's a telepath. Or just like when he's... look at other things. Or just, or just like when he's... <laughs> he's lazy. Just like when he's sitting there with Magneto and um, Moira, and he's like, uh, and, and uh, Magneto's like, I'm going in there. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sit. Yeah. Come back. You don't have the helmet, so... Alright, so um, Banshee heads for the for the Bombay doors and Eric takes a step towards him and goes, don't you come near me. He's like, what? Um, he's able to locate the ship and he thinks about it and Charles uses his mind powers to figure it out too. Sebastian goes into a nuclear reactor and has Azazel turn up the juice. It's in critical. So now Sebastian is soaking up. He wants to soak up the sun. He wants to tell everyone to lighten up. To blow up. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, Eric is, is now using everything he has to try to raise the sub. And now he's in an airplane hanging off the back. Yeah. And he sticks his hand out and is able to pull the sub out of the water. So his powers have magnified. Good, it was a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the sub is flying through the air. And the jet is flying the through the air. The sub is the sub is the city is flying. I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Well, that's his daughter's, and now you know why that makes sense. Um, so just then, Riptide's like, "Wait a minute! I have tornadoes." Yeah. Opens up the door and throws one at the X Jet. Yeah. So which, now, how is that going to end? Because Sebastian is still on the submarine, and you're going to, you're in the air. The sub is in the air. So now. The sub crashes, the jet crashes, no one has a scratch on. No, no. Not yeah. one of no. them has a scratch. The only one that makes sense of a scratch would be Charles and Eric, because Eric uses his metal powers to suck them to yeah. the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Cool. Beast, if- Beast is probably tough enough. He's a tough, tough creature. And, but Havoc is just a dude. And uh, <laughs> Mystique is just Mystique a dude. Mystique is just a chick. Yeah, but Unless Mystique, she turned herself into like armor form or something. Even, she didn't need to. She can just 
change her form back to undamaged. <laughs> I don't know if it quite works. No, if I break my arm and then I change my arm into Tony's arm and then I change it back into my arm, it's not broken anymore. She doesn't have a healing factor like that. Yeah, but she could make she could just change it from she broken to unbroken. She should be able to, but she doesn't do that in the comics. Okay, I, I feel like that that's the only way that makes any sense. They, they didn't write it like that. I don't want to say there's too many with healing factors. Like there's a lot of they did. With they healing did have factors. to put the kibosh on healing factors. Like all right, everybody's got a healing late factor. 90s. Someone's got a goddamn die. <laughs> Somebody has to be scared of bullets at some point. Got She's notes. really heavy. If you could hurry up. Oh. oh. All right. Well, you didn't want to stop to talk about Mystique healing. I'm just saying. So on the beach, Charles is able to uh, determine that Sebastian is blocking his mind somehow. And he can get to Azazel and knows that he's in the nuclear reactor making a bomb. You can't say bomb on so, an airplane. Bomb, 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 bomb. What if I was a bombardier? So on the beach, Beast, Azazel, and Havoc are having a fight. Mm-hmm. Azazel decides he's going to teleport everybody in the air. And Beast grabs him and goes, if we fall, you fall, motherfucker. He digs his claws into his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, Riptide comes out and Magneto walks over and is like, hey, man. And pulls the side of the, the sub, takes a bunch of metal and crushes him. So he's not a problem anymore. No. That's the last we're going to see of old Riptide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes into the sub and turns down the juice. What are you doing Alex is now on a Navy ship, and he's almost taken into custody by sailors until Angel shows up and and starts spitting them little fire things and ruins his chest piece. But Banshee shows up and saves the day by sonic booming her away. Eric is unable... Quite, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric is unable to find Shaw when he opens the reactor door. Sebastian, he's like, he's not here. I don't know where he is. But then Sebastian opens the door. He's like, he's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> And Sebastian's like, why are you on the side of the humans? And they Which start talking. And he's like, yeah, why am I? He's <laughs> like, I'm not on the side of humans. I'm against, I'm against you. you. <laughs> so Banshee rescues Havoc from the Navy ship, and Angel gets her wings clipped. And no, Angel clips his wings, and they fall. Sebastian then throws uh, Eric through the glass, which allows Charles in, because now there's a crack in the void. So Magneto was trying to use his ability on Sebastian, but he's too powerful, and he tries to get Eric onto his side. So because now Eric is like throwing metal at him, and Sebastian's like, "Dude, just stop! Yeah, I don't just care. stop!" He's like, "This is Vigo. You're like the buzzing of flies to him." Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. He's also Sebastian the Butch. <laughs> he's one of the fettuccines. So Eric um, explains to Shaw that everything he did. Made him the weapon that he is today. That he is his creator. And while he's talking to him, he has like some wires come over and grab the helmet off of Shaw. And says, Yank. now Charles! And Charles freezes him. Yank. And now that he's frozen, Eric puts on the helmet and goes, sorry Charles, you're not getting in my head right now. And Charles knows exactly what mm-hmm. that means. <laughs> yep. And he goes, he's gonna kill him. He goes, if you can hear me in there, I want you to know that I agree with everything you said. We are the future. Unfortunately, you killed my mother. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to move the coin. So now this puts um, Charles in a spot, because he can either unfreeze Sebastian to where he'll kill Eric, or he can leave him frozen, and Eric's going to kill Sebastian. So he has to make a choice. So we see the coin going at Sebastian's head, 
and it enters Sebastian's head, but then it cuts to Charles, and he's screaming as the coin yeah. is going because through his head. he's feeling all it. the pain. This is one of the best shot scenes mm-hmm. in a movie. It was a good scene. It's so impactful and so beautifully shot as it cuts between Sebastian and yeah. Xavier. It's so good. Yep. Are you comfortable? So now the Americans and the Russians have all talked okay. and they decided they have to kill all the mutants. Like, hey, we have an agent on the beach. Like, yeah, collateral damage. We're good. Kill them all. Operation Turkey. Because <laughs> they're on the beach? That's yeah. right. <laughs> Eric brings out Sebastian's body and tells the mutants that the real foe is out there. It's time that they learn. We need to be together. He tells Charles, you can verify this. They're planning to kill us right now. And Charles looks over. He's like, yeah. And he <laughs> sends Moira off to go. Try to call it off. You know, hey, cut off the bombs. We're not, you know, we're good. Hello. We, hello. We, we stopped him. We, we averted the war. She gets nothing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, she we don't kiss. The Russians and the Americans both fire missiles onto the beach. Magneto stops them because they didn't know they had a metal controller yet. Fuck. And Whoops. Charles taught Magneto how to access his full potential. Not his full potential. He doesn't get that to the third movie in the prequel series because then he meets up with Apocalypse. He's like, hey, you're really powerful. Now you're stronger. Right. He's like, remember that time that you got metal out of the earth? He goes, I can't do that. He goes, you can now. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he turns all the missiles around and starts sending them back. Charles tries to change his mind. He's like, there's good men out there. Good men who were just following orders. He's like, oh. I've been at the mercy of men just Wrong following orders my entire life. Because that's what the Nazis said. They're just We were just following orders. He's, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say what you... Like, this is one of those things, like what's happening right now in Palestine. Like, I don't agree with what's happening over there. But this is what happens... When a people is tortured, they're they're never going to get along or take with anybody else. Well, me and Tony talk about that. Well, they've been fighting since history. Yeah, since they started, since they were able to write. I'm First just thing they wrote down is the Jews and the Palestinians are killing each other. So, so it, San Francisco doesn't control them. No, oh. yeah, a bunch of kids in San Francisco protesting isn't going to do dick. Oh damn! I was hoping that would work. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time. So as the missiles are about to hit the, the ships, Eric tackles Charles and they're having a fight. So they're fighting and the other X-Men come over and Eric's like, nope, and sends yeah. them the whole way. <laughs> and they're fighting and they're fighting. And then Morva comes out and she's just, she's spending a fortune. She's just cracking off rounds. At Magneto. At Magneto. Because she has been paying attention the entire movie. Because she's stupid. <laughs> Clearly. She thought, she thought, I, she didn't know he was bullet This Nito. is what you do when you, you, this is, you're a G-man and you see someone hurting the guy that you're in love with. Which is weird because she ends up with Banshee. And, um, There's way too much love triangle shit in this movie. But, but I thought she comics. knew she wasn't going to kill him. I thought she was just trying to distract him. To make him, him stop. I don't know. She, but, like, it's kind of like one of Either those way, gut don't reactions. shoot guns at me. <laughs> you don't shoot guns at a guy who controls metal. Yeah. Or at your friend. What happens is he deflects the bullets and one goes into Charles' spine. Yeah. And then he try. And, and then, then she tries to get to him and he's like, no, no, bitch, you stay. And starts choking her with her dog tags. Because mm-hmm. she killed, because she shot him. Yeah. She did. She shot his... Had her own life mate. Because Magneto wasn't going to hurt or kill no. Charles, really. They were just... They were just they rough were boys being boys. They were having a spat. They just needed to work yeah. their differences out with their but fists now she right took it to it's another like level. It's like the fight in Step Brothers when they broke the bed. Nope, it's like the fight in Ford versus Ferrari. 
where the wife pulls out a chair. <laughs> Did you see that new like, Just get it over yeah, with. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I want to see it. Which one? The new uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. Adam Driver plays Enzo mm-hmm. Ferrari. So then uh, Charles says, can I get a fizzy pop? No, sorry, that was Ford versus Ford. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Charles says, she didn't do this, Eric. You did. Like, we got to get you to a hospital. I mean, unless one of you has that ability, <laughs> that's not fucking happening. But happen. he does pull the, the um, Me- bullet, the bullet out. out. Which so. seems... Is that a good idea? Is it a good idea to remove a bullet when you've been shot? You're supposed to leave anything in your body yeah. as and soon as he gets there it. and let the, doc- let the doctor do it. Yeah. Because you don't know... Well, I know that works for stab wounds. No, for anything. Anything that's in your body that shouldn't be there and you leave the it. The dumbest move is in Final Destination when the teacher pulls the knife out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, that right. still sits with me. Yeah. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> All right. Um, so he lets, so Charles, you know, says, you did this. And Eric lets her go. So she rushes to him. And he's like, I tried to warn you, Charles. We are brothers. We want the same thing. No, my friend. Sorry, but we do not. Eric allows Mori to attend to Charles. Eric forms a brotherhood of mutants. He tells Raven, uh, Charles tells Raven, you want to go with him, go with him. I don't like you anyway. You pulled out your boobies, ruined our our friendship. I don't know if he quite says that. (laughs) I don't like you anyway. You pulled out your boobies. I don't know if that was in the script. That was in the script. (laughs) Oh, okay. I missed that part. I missed that part. Mm. So the I never want to see your boobies. We're we're never going to be a couple. We're never ever ever getting back together. (laughs) Hellfire Club joins them and they teleport off the beach. Now. Here's what I find interesting is how are, are Charles and the gang getting off the beach? <laughs> I don't know. Because they came by jet. Yeah. Crashed. The Americans and the Russians aren't on their team. No. Maybe Magneto sent his Azel back to teleport him somewhere real quick. That would that would be humane. But Magneto's not teleporting Myra. Nope. And she woke up at home in bed. Yep. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So then we hear a Kennedy speech about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Back at the X-Mansion, Mora asks how many students they're going to have. And he's like, as many as I can handle. I guess I'm a professor now, blah, 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 blah. They share a kiss, and he wipes her memory during the kiss. But it doesn't take effect till the next morning, because she wakes up. Because that's also creepy. Mm. Well, wiping your memory? memory after you during, kiss somebody? During make-out. During the make-outs. Mm. It's because you get the kiss and she doesn't. So it's yeah. kind of creepy. It's kind of... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So does that take away her consent if she forgets yeah. that she loves you? No. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. So Mora explains the next, you know, when she's meeting with the CIA that she has no recollection of what happened. Like, well, he could do that. He's like, yeah. I mean, I get little fragments like a tree, a kiss, and they're like, oh god, this is why women shouldn't be a CIA agents. I'm like, well, that's sexist. A little bit. Yeah, but it was because the without her being a woman, they wouldn't have got that information in the Hellfire Club. So yeah. women are because, terrible spies. Yeah. I think historically women get the best information. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yes, that's what Tommy said. Yeah. <laughs> so then we hear a ruckus. Could you, you describe, describe the ruckus? <laughs> God, thank you. And it is Magneto breaking into Emma's prison. And he's like, hi. Um, some things have changed. I'm, jo- I'm making a club. Would you like to come join? She's I'm like, the boss now. And he's like, I'm in charge. Emma looks over and sees the Hellfire Club with Mystique and Angel, because Angel was a part when she was there. And she's like, cool, Eric, wasn't it? And he's like, actually, I prefer Magneto. She basically madroxes him, like in the other movie. Mm-hmm. You're free now. You with me? Sure. Well, I mean... Alternative the... is sit in jail, so... Let's see. Um, I don't want to be in jail, and the percentage of women in this club has drastically improved, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Here. 
And that's the movie. What did you think, Carly? I think that my favorite character is Magneto because I love him. <laughs> she also. I also just love Michael Fassbender. I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> but Magneto is my favorite. Yeah. Emma mm-hmm. Frost also knows that he only really wanted to kill Shaw yeah, because Shaw was a mind. murderous Nazi. Yeah, she saw the torture. He's not against mutants, yeah. and he is for all those things. Like she knows what's yeah, up. Like it's, it's, it's not like it's hard to be against him. You know, like, he wants right. to kill him because he's a Nazi. I mean. I mean, he kind of is. Yeah. yeah. He did torture him, so what do you want me to do? And he is right. Like, yeah. So, I mean, the future shows that, so. Magneto's great, and I love him. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Angel. I just didn't care for her character. Yeah, she kind of sucked. Yeah. My favorite scene was the scenes where Magneto goes after the Nazis. Hmm. My favorite tertiary object is Oliver Platt. And <laughs> my favorite. That's a good one. Line has actually, I laughed, and Tony goes, is that going to be your favorite line? It was with Oliver Platt when he says, would you like to see another magic trick? Yes. Get in the car. Good idea. And he just stops in the car and made me laugh. And I'll give it a yeah. It's a good movie. Nice. <laughs> Elaine? Uh, my favorite character is Magneto. He's awesome. I wish this had been the Magneto movie. I concur. <laughs> um, uh, Fastbender is a fantastic actor. I would watch him read the phone book and um he's just great as magneto because magneto is a cool character um my least favorite character is professor xavier Mm. just bold move cotton i just don't i don't think mcavoy's professor x is as good as um patrick stewart patrick stewart it's hard to believe he becomes that patrick stewart's professor x like i and i don't know much about the comics and i don't really care but the the movie version, he's so powerful and yet so gentle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like the ultimate father figure. Yeah. Or like the God you want, I guess. And it's so well done and good and he's powerful and yet he's still vulnerable and you can see how much he still cares for Magneto, even though Magneto is a shitbag. <laughs> or not that Magneto's a shitbag, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's so much n- nuance and layers to that character. And Mac, it's a little bit like Darth Vader. You have this really great character, and then you get to see the origin story. And even though everything makes sense, it's just kind of like... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one of the problems. Is that it's one of the problems whenever they do prequels and stuff. It's just, you know, some of the uh, coolness of them is gone it's like when they're always trying to do wolverine's origins like dude no origin you give him is going to make him cooler it's always going to be boring you know what we grew up in the 1800s what kind of exciting ass you know what i mean yeah. and it's like that with everyone vader was the same way hey we're going to tell you all about when he was a little kid okay well what's that going to do for me but then you're going to know everything about vader it's like yeah sand. but that's why he was cool is because we didn't know anything about him the sand is coarse yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so professor x i just i just don't it was kind of a letdown uh, my favorite scene is the fight at the beach sequence. My favorite line is when they're on top of the uh, deflector dish, mm-hmm. and Banshee, they're trying to get Banshee to fly, and Banshee turns to um, Professor X and says, I trust you, and Xavier's like, well, of course. And then he says, I don't trust him, and points at Magneto. Beast. No, oh, he beast. points at Beast. And Mac and Xavier says, like, he says it under his breath to Hank, say nothing. 
<laughs> and then he just, like, it's just that line that, say nothing, is so funny. And then uh, my favorite tertiary object, I've been going back and forth, but I'm going to go with Azazel. Azazel's mm. your favorite object? Because he's a character. I think he's really cool, but he just, like, he doesn't even get any speaking parts. He doesn't speak. He pops in, he pops out. I just, I think his power's cool, but he's kind of tertiary and odd, odd. And so that's my, at least for, I like this movie. I give it a yay. Tony? I, actually, I didn't write down what Carly said. What'd you say, Carly? I said yay. Yay. Okay. That's what I thought, but. Uh, my favorite character, I'm going to go out on a limb here and pick Magneto. Wow. What? <laughs> Least favorite character is Mystique. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is the bar scene where Magneto uh, kills the Nazis, and that's my favorite line, if you want me to read it, but we know what it is, not the pig farmers and tailors line. It is a good one. Uh, my favorite tertiary object... I don't have a name. <laughs> ...is Bacon, or I guess Shaw's Walter P-38 that he shoots Magneto's mother with, because that's what Megatron is. The Walter <laughs> P-38. Wow, that's your favorite tertiary object? Yeah. Wow. Two... Transformers references in one episode. What you gonna do? That's not who I thought. What I thought your uh, tertiary object. What do you think it was gonna be? My favorite tertiary object. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get so, to that. Yeah. Oh. And of course, I'll yay this movie. It's it's great. Top three, maybe top two X Men movies for me. I think it's X Men two and then this for me. I think so too. I like the first one though. But first X Men. But it's not as good as two or this. Yeah. I think maybe we should revisit that first X Men because it might be better than all of mm-hmm. them. Because it was so magical. Two is really good, though. Yeah, but that first one had magic. Mm All right, anyway, so my favorite character is Eric. Whoa! Mm -hmm. (laughs) My least favorite character is Raven. Mm -hmm. My favorite scene is when they get the team together. They're gathering the X-Men together. The Mm -hmm. montage. The montage, yeah. I love a good get-the-team-together montage. So do I. (laughs) Um, My favorite line is, if you could hear me, I agree with everything you said. Unfortunately, you killed my mother. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, 100%. You're right. Tony Stark killed my mother. You got to go. Killed my mom. Killed my mom. Like, there's nothing coming. You can't come back. You're not coming back. We're not friends. And my favorite tertiary object is Wolverine, which I was sure was going to be Tony's. I thought about it. So I was going to, my back was going to be, I was going to be adamantium claws, is what I was going to say, but he doesn't pull them out. And he doesn't have them, I don't think of that. No, because he hasn't met Striker yet. He doesn't get those to the 70s. Although Striker's in this, which prompted me. No, it's Striker's dad. Oh, is that Striker's dad? dad? Oh, dad. okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> That's why, like... Because that drove me crazy. I was like, he no, called him Striker. I was like, It's oh, Striker's dad. And in the meeting, age? when he's like, you can read my mind, tell me what number. And he's like, no, I could tell him how you're thinking about your son, and that's sweet. But his but son... But see, but I didn't, I didn't know if that was supposed to be Striker Striker, because Striker's son is also a mutant, and the whole thing no, with him. No, but this... So. But this that is, makes sense. This is not Wolverine Striker. Okay. Um, I thought your favorite tertiary object was going to be the boob grace. <laughs> no. The assault on the mannequin. The boob grace assault no, on the mannequin. It was gonna be. It was Wolverine, but if he picked Wolverine, I was gonna go with Rebecca Romano comedy. <laughs> All right, Carly. All right, please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Give Elaine a great message, mm-hmm. and tune in next week on the podcast. For Carly's no nope. Tony's pick. Tony's sure. pick. I'm not ready. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I went with 2020's Freaky. It's another body Freaky. switch movie. A Freaky Circle. Which, when we were doing all the body swap movies, I can't believe you didn't pick this. It wasn't. We, instead of could, I couldn't. 17 again. I couldn't. You can only choose it because we changed the rules. And you loved 17 again. I loved 17 We all again. did. No, no, we didn't. 
Oh, I picked 18 again. So I picked that. Which I hated. But you liked 17 liked again. We again. all did. Yeah. I think I might watch so 18 I again like again. It's then it counts. didn't qualify. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I couldn't 2%. do it. Wow, this yeah. All right. Well, long episode. I'm sorry.